Should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, so what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. Get on the board. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Mm-hmm. There you go. We start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. I can't believe we're going to do this every week, uh, this whole season. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. My two guests in studio are my newsman right now, Blake Haas, and uh, my wife, Beatrice. Uh, Betty. Hey, Craig. Hey, Betty. How you doing? Um, Pollo. You can call her Pollo, too. That's her nickname in Mexico. Oh, well, Chicken. Uh, she goes by Chicken, yeah. Chicken why, why do you go by Pollo in Mexico again? Uh, I used to eat flowers. I don't know. You can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear yourself? You can't no. hear yourself. No. Uh, try turn that. T- turn that button. Yeah, Turn. flip that button. Betty's a pro, by the way. She likes to hear herself <laughs> in the headphones. Is that louder or quieter? Otherwise, she can't do it. Uh, yeah. You better now? Yeah, here's where you turn it up and That's right there. That's by you. Sorry, guys. Sorry No problem at all. Live radio. Why do they call you Pollo? Oh, because I used to eat flowers when yeah. I when I started to walk. She'd wander, a, she'd wander around in the backyard and just eat. But the, the flower you picked, you just recently found out it's like one of the healthiest flowers and people should eat them. Yes, yeah, actually, uh, the name in Spanish is Malba, and it goes by different colors. And uh, it's kind of sour, so you ber- literally like just eat the petals, and it yeah. tastes like, kind of like... No, but lemon. she found this study recently that said like the health benefits of this specific flower yeah. are through the through the roof, and she like sent it to her family yeah, like bragging. So, yeah. so why you were chicken? Why, why where's the flower? I guess because it, well, it resembled the chicken. No, because I mean my mom used to have hens and uh, little baby chickens, yeah. and they were all over on her yard, and they used to eat all the flowers. Yeah, and uh, she, she just looked like she another used chicken. To, yeah, she used to get so mad about <laughs> the that. Hand thing you did. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Betty would just wander around the backyard with the hens oh just God. eating the flowers yes. and then you became pollo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys are both here to talk about The Bachelor, which is the latest season of ABC's mm-hmm. reality show, The Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Peter is the name of the guy. He is the current Bachelor and it was the first episode on Monday night. Uh, we give Betty an extra day before we review this, Blake, because we watch usually tape delayed. We don't mm, watch live. That's unfortunate. I know. We are the we are the day after kind of people. Yeah. Uh, so you saw it last night, Betty. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Blake, you saw it when it aired on Monday. Yeah, I saw the premiere. I was there front seat. And then to be <laughs> fair, too, even though Blake uh, or Betty has been a fan of the show for a while, you missed the Hannah B season, which is the person who was the last Bachelorette, and she becomes a key part of this first couple episodes. So you yeah, didn't even see so her season drama. at all. Yeah. But you guys already have a very similar opinion. How do you feel both about the Hannah B? Betty, how do you feel? Well, uh, I kind of resume the whole, uh, I don't know, premiere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was like three hours long. She did some skipping around. So, yeah, I was like, well, I love, Lord. no, you can't be skipping. <laughs> Just a little skipping. <laughs> yes, I did so. The, the first, uh, the first like, night, yeah. I have, I, have, I have a life. I have social life. <laughs> I, Blake I, does not. <laughs> but the thing is like, yeah, when I saw this girl and everybody was like crazy about it, yeah. like... I think she was in one of the last episodes. Or right. Well, so she steps out of the limo, and yeah. that is the night when he's meeting all the contestants, and people freak out. Women yes. started screaming, like actually in the in the house or whatever, when they're waiting for the bachelor to be done meeting yeah. all the ladies. 
And they were very freaked out, but I guess she just met him, gave him some stuff, and left. She gave him his wings back. Right. Because he's a pilot. Right. And he had given her the wings, and so now yeah. he has them to give to someone else. And then she left, though. And I, I, but that might have conjured emotions, because by the third part of the, the premiere, which is a three-hour long, like, three-episode yeah. essentially thing, right? Right. Okay. She pops back up again, and now she's doing like this, uh, she's hosting a telling awkward stories date. And then stuff hits the fan. Well, it hits the windmill. <laughs> sure. The windmill has come up. I don't think in, in the history of television there's ever been more retellings of one escapade than the windmill escapade that took place on the right. Hannah B season. They've talked about it so many times. Yeah. I'm aware of what happened now. I'm aware of all the pieces. And I'm not, I'm not really impressed. It's like a telenovela. Well, or so popular. No <laughs> is it? Are you? Yes, it is. Are you impressed, Blake, with the yeah. story itself, though? Um, we'll see. It's just the first week, but I don't like Hannah. I don't like her at all. Okay, at all, and she needs to go away. Well, so the quickly. most the most telling thing to me, I guess, I'm just reviewing the show too now because I, I I paid attention. Um, was when they were talking. This is Peter and Hannah. So this is when the drama was at its height, right? Oh, this is yeah. the crying. Oh, I loved it, too. I was, <laughs> and I box wine. Yeah, I was like, such right, a crazy telenovela. But so, <laughs> so this was the most telling point to me, though. At one point, uh, the Peter, the new bachelor, is like, hey, do you want to be, you want to, like, get in the house and be a contestant on the show? And she said, maybe. She didn't say yes. Yeah. She threw a maybe yeah. out there. You got to cut your, like, as soon as someone says that they still aren't sure they like you, you got to let them go. Well, that guy seems pretty weak in that sense. Oh, she did not like Peter. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> Blake's making faces in studio. Well, it seems like if if he likes second chances or like if second chances. chances, fifth yeah. chances, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A woman, I guess, they can do anything yeah. they want with him. But you have to understand the side of Peter, though. <laughs> he he loves her, and when someone like you in things, or someone breaks up with you when you love them, mm -hmm. your first love or whatever, I'm sure you guys have had a first love, mm -hmm. and somebody comes back, and then you're like, I wish there was still, there's like there's obviously still something there. Like, you can't take that away. Well, so Blake, I, I actually told this to my wife uh, as we're watching the show, my first girlfriend, my first real, because I had a couple... They weren't real girlfriends. My oh, first real flings. one. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Wait, what, is, what does it mean, that? Nothing, Betty. Okay. Fling, fling means lunch buddy. That's all it means. A fling is a lunch buddy. Huh. Don't interpret that word into Blake, Spanish. Don't tell Google. me what is, what is... Betty, pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even admit to them being flings. I meant when I was like a young person, like like right. early in high school or even grade school. Like those, yeah. they don't count. Yeah. My first real relationship was toward the tail end of high school. And I got back together with that girl like five times. Like we broke up, oh, like you said. Come on. But it was the first love. Yes, I mean, come on. It was the first love, man. And so when, when that's going on, when I'm watching Pete navigate that thing with Hannah, I'm flashing back and I'm seeing all the memories of, you know, the third or fourth time you're getting back in this relationship. It's a terrible idea and you can't help it. You can't so stop yourself. Do you yourself. think, Blake, like for sure he fell in love with this girl? That's, that's why he's so weak when... Yeah, he definitely fell in love with her and I think... When you fall in love with someone the first time and then they come back into your life later on, you still have questions. Betty, why Why is it not working? I anymore? will tell you, and I'm going to take a break in a second, and then we'll keep doing Bachelor Recap. Anyone that doesn't watch the show, you got to get in because this is, this is the conversation <laughs> to have here on JBC. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it every Tuesday or every Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. At 2 o'clock, Blake and Betty review The Bachelor. Um, but before I take the break, I just want to tell you, Betty, so you understand all season long, Blake believes in the magic of the show. 
He thinks that people really do fall in love. He he sheds a tear when they Wait, cry. How old are you? <laughs> I'm vintage uh, today. Oh, Blake is also, he does Spanish sometimes now. He'll say Spanish he things. Speak some of it. Yeah, we'll see. Great. We'll see. We'll test that theory in a minute. Uh, but more on uh, WJBZ, more Bachelor recap with Betty and Blake. Now back to the Craig Collin Show on WJBZ. More importantly, this is, maybe we should just spin this off into a podcast of some kind, but back to the uh, Bachelor recap on AM 1230 WJBC with Betty and Blake. Uh, you guys are hanging out in studio. Uh, you both love the show. Blake really loves the show. Well, yeah, yeah. Blake loves the show more than me. Tell me what it is about the show. Uh, it's falling in love the first time. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I'm so sorry. You guys both have experienced falling in love with yeah. someone. At least one person. Yeah. One right. time. Yeah. Well, obviously, because you guys are married. Exactly. But that moment when you just fall in love with somebody and you're just like, oh, this is like raw and authentic. <laughs> Well, yeah. What are you could laughing be. at? <laughs> could be. I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. That's what the reality TV show, The Bachelor and The Bachelor, that's what you like about it. Yeah. The, it's the real authentic love that you're seeing on yeah, television. Yeah, those little tidbits and moments <laughs> you get to see of the one-on-one dates of just the, the rawness between the, two individuals. The tenderness. Yeah. I gotcha. How Ready? many seasons are um, being from The Bachelor? We the actually bachelor. talked about this yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. 23. And how many couples are being like five? Uh, five, five, is, five is still good. And actually, but that's an unfair stat because okay. it's not just twenty-three. There's an extra like fifteen bachelorette seasons, and only five of the like forty people are still together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll take those odds any day. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a single man, you would like to compete on the show? Yeah, I've applied. Okay, you have applied. Yes, and uh, it didn't work out. No. Well, <laughs> they they emailed me back. They did. Yeah. What'd they say? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, it was just N-O with the period. He's like, nah. Nah, no, not this nah, time. Nah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, nah, maybe in the future. Nah. That's pretty funny. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the show a little bit for anyone that did see it. And you can call in 829-2345 if you have any reactions to it. Who do you guys think the leaders are right now? Like, which ladies are doing the best as far as competing for Pete's heart? Well, as I say to Blake earlier, like, uh, are there are too many women. I think there are more than 30, right? Yeah, there was 30, now there's 26. Yeah, yeah, so I'm pretty bad to memorize names. But uh, there are a couple that I call my eye. Uh, one who plays b- basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. Uh, Hannah Ann, I think her name is. Hannah Ann. <laughs> and there is another, like, very cute nerds um, <laughs> that it seems like she's pretty into Peter. Um, and, yeah, those are the two ones that you I think it. they're uh, going to make it. Madison part. Pruitt. Oh, Madison, Madison. Okay, Madison would right. be the bachelorette contestant or the bachelor contestant who has a connection to Auburn basketball. She's yes. the basketball player who we saw That's right. in yeah. the show. She's a lot of gorgeous. people seem to like her early on. She's there. You don't like her? No, I like Kelly. Kelly. Kelly from Chicago, who's I, a lawyer. Now, oh, here's the twist. Oh, wait whoa, a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, the whoa. one that knew him already? Yes. Oh, she's already an enemy in our house. No, okay. Well, we don't like her at all. Why do you like her? Uh, Because they already met before, right? Which is unfair because all the ladies (laughs) supposed to be like brand new, like never met the guy before ever. So that's an advantage from this lady. Did you see them, though, on the private flight that Peter gave her? Uh, mm-hmm. no. When we he did. had his oh, arm yeah. around her, and he just said, you know, like, this is awesome. Yeah. Didn't she get sick, too? Or no, it's another lady that yeah, got sick. No lady got the sick. The other lady got sick on the <laughs> yeah. flight some other time. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's a problem, though, because, like, even the hotel they were in later on was the hotel they'd met at. That's kind of weird. No yeah, fair. No fair. She got, the, the, she got the rose for the evening, 
as well. Yeah. So it's I would not feel so good if I were one of the other contestants on a show. It'd be like here's the analogy. It's like if you're running a race and yes, most of the exactly. people start at the finish line, but one person gets to start like a meter ahead of you. That's not really fair. That's the game called life. <laughs> Welcome to it. Do so you like her though? Yeah, I because like her. she's from Chicago. No, I'm not. I don't like Chicago. Okay. Let's get that straight. I hate Chicago. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa! I hate it. I hate <laughs> them's Chicago. fighting words. It smells like onions. It does not. And everybody flips you off when you drive there. That's not a thing. The tolls are like five hundred dollars because they give you some random ticket. I have hate you, Chicago. Have you been to New York yet? Yes. You have? Yeah. For how many days? Uh, seven days. See, now, I pride myself on being from the East Coast because a New Yorker, they'll flick you off, and you'll deserve it because you're probably going too slow. You're probably right. doing something dumb. You're Benny from out of town. What are you doing? But if you're in Chicago, people are much nicer. These are Midwestern uh, big cities. No. Yes, they are. They're attitude. Go to a nice town. Go to St. Louis. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything with the Cardinal Caravan yeah. <laughs> coming into town. Yes. St. Louis sounds lovely. He sounds awesome. Right, yeah, yeah especially I love for Cardinals. the baseball. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betty is adopting the, more than anybody here. I love it. Man, that's awesome. Okay, well, back to the show, though. So you like the lawyer. Is there anyone else you like, Blake? Uh, just right now, just Kelly. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Do you bet on the show at all? Yes. Do you want to bet on the show? Yes. You want to bet me? No. Okay. I'll, to your mom. I'll throw five bucks down that she doesn't win. Kelly? Yeah, she's not going to win the show. Five buckarooskies. Mm. we got to wait the whole show. Right. You well, what good? happens? Well, are you picking a... I feel kind of guilty betting on a woman. You know what I mean? Well, you're not betting yeah, on a well, woman. You're betting on a TV show that happens to have a female on the show. Right. It's not the same thing. It's yeah. like the Oscars. It's like, yeah. Okay. You bet on people in that world, that. too. It's yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> If you bet on winners at the Oscars, well, same thing. Right. The, the thing is, like, all of those uh, uh, people in the show, they know what they're doing. They know that they're going to be, like, it's at the end of the competition, it's going to it's kind of like a competition. It's going to be, like, the couple, the last couple, and the yeah. rest of the ladies are going home, and hopefully somebody, like, I don't know, in, like, a TV station or whatever, call them same and thought. ask them, yeah, for, like, hey, could you, like, help us to, I mm. don't know, make a, a spot for X... Uh, brand or whatever betty has the same conspiracy theory that mark strauss has that this is really just an audition yes uh, and, and exactly. most of these people can land on like local tv yeah it's not yeah. like we have to know them as yeah. as famous people nationally a lot of these people could just be auditioning for their local you know television station just to give them a shot at something yeah, right plus all the ladies are kind of like models like super models that is not like yeah, a single like lady you don't uh, No. yeah M multiple ladies on this season one like miss miss something, miss something. let's just miss get an lady. average joe in there see that's what i want that so bad i want one dude the next bachelorette season i want a bunch of the like model guys that you're used to and one regular dude because i, I can't imagine how much the fans would be behind that guy like every week they'd be like come on peter or whatever his <laughs> name is like come on average joe brian from bloomington <laughs> <laughs> hey brian is taken man <laughs> okay guys by the way brian's got to call in because we gotta we gotta hash out some stuff for our, our food thing we gave up both of us gave up fast food and i might have broken the rules already so we need some rule adjustments uh starting in just a little bit quick break a lot more on jbc thank you both for reviewing the bachelor uh, Blake Haas does news during this hour, so he hangs out on the show, too. Um, I have a few more would-you-rathers for you. This is a thing that we've been doing in honor of Scott Lachlan, who did them all the time. Right. Uh, we're just kind of stealing it. And uh, I don't know if he used to do it every day, but at the end of the, before you leave at three, I got another would-you-rather for you, but okay. I don't want to give it to you now. Okay. All right. I'll give you half of it now. All right. I don't want to give you all of it. But. Okay. All right. Would you rather live one life that lasts a thousand years Oh. or... You get the rest later. I'm not giving you the rest now. <laughs> Let mm. me give you a list of, of things 
So there was a survey done. A thousand people responded, and they said these are some of the best things in life. And I want to see how many of these are consistent with you, like how many of these things you also consider to be some of the best things in life. Uh, and I'm just interested. I'll tell you who the people were at the end, and you might be able to figure it out as we go. Uh, but I was curious if, if a Blake Haas would, would agree with this group. Um, one of the things that landed on the list, it didn't land in the top ten, but it was a, it was a close, riding a bike. Mm. One of the best things in life? No, because if you go uphill, then your your thighs hurt. Okay. Watching TV as soon as you get home from school. Yes. That's one of the best things in life. Yes. All right, I figured. Every Monday night, 7 o'clock, Bachelor. <laughs> Jumping in puddles. No. It's not a good, okay. Me and exercise. All right. Mm. Making forts, one of the best things in life. Now, are we talking Lincoln Longs or by? Any fort you want to make. Bl- okay, yeah. That made the top 10. That was the on things. the top 10? It's one of the best things in life, according to this group of people. Mm, okay. I just wanted to see, so you, you feel good about it, but not, it's not your top 10. Yeah, it's not my, yeah. Okay. Being outdoors in general. Yeah, I like to be outdoors. Maybe running around a little bit, just any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, being really excited about a birthday. No. No? We don't celebrate holidays in my house. <laughs> not even birthdays? No. That's not nice. It's a waste of money. Put that money in a 401k or a mutual fund. A surprise day off of school. Yes. That's one of the I, best things yes, in life. Yes. Gotcha. That's on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Uh, getting really excited about Christmas. We don't do Christmas. Apparently you don't. No. Feeling loved by your parents. When you say love, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by love? This isn't starting off well. I mean, you know, just feeling loved, feeling like your parents, like they, they care about you. They, they right. think you're doing a good job in life, maybe. Mm. No, not one of the best things. Mm. Okay. Uh, this list of best things was compiled by a thousand children. And I was just curious if Blake oh, and children okay. would be on the same level. What are you trying to way? say? I was just curious. What are you trying to say? I, I'm saying nothing. You're saying I'm a child. I was just curious if you would agree that there was a... Is there anything you feel like is missing from that list I just gave you? Yes. All right. Eating a bowl of Lucky Charms and reading... <laughs> listen, and reading the the back of the box. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That, okay. No, wait a minute. You were laughing and then you, came, you snapped right back into it. Well, because I asked you what was missing from the list that children compiled and immediately you gave one that is also on the list, eating cereal. But you're hmm. so right. I actually was, was looking at a box. I have a box of uh, like chocolate... I don't know, some rice flakes. Gumdrops. Well, no, because it's not a name brand. This is an off-brand. Reese Puffs. They're not. They're, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's like called like chocolate rice crackers or something. <laughs> chocolate rice crackers? Doesn't sound appealing, does it? No. But, uh, but it's, it's like the Flintstones, you know, like the Ruby. Uh, I think you're eating meth. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think I am. It's Fruity Pebbles-esque, but it's the chocolate version, oh. but it's an off-brand. The Save-A-Lot brand. Right. What is right. the regular brand? There's a regular know. brand, like Cocoa Crisp, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I have, you know. You got the knockoff. They have a game in the back, though, where you draw little monsters, and I pulled out a pen this morning and literally okay, was drawing. wait a minute. It was a thing. How old are you? I'm 34 years old. And you still do this? Uh, yeah. Well, you do it. I'm 23. That's not different. <laughs> no, it is. We're both adult humans. 12 years difference. Okay, now, well, you just did very poor math. Right. But uh, also, no, that's not totally, I, I think that we're both adults now, right? Uh, well, yeah. Well, we, according to as my, far as advertisers yeah. are concerned, we're in the same demographic, man. According to my parents, I will always be a child. All right, maybe. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, you agree with a lot of the things. You so yeah. a, a surprise day off from school is really one of your favorite things. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Why? I don't like to go to school. And then when you get a, like a snow day, it's like, I'm so ecstatic. But then I still <laughs> got to come to work. But it's like, I ain't going to school today. You got one semester left, though, man. And then you got a master's degree. Right. 
That's going to be a big day. I know. I can't wait. I start classes on Monday. What is that? How does that work with the the thing? Like, do you have the like thing. an extra tassel or something up there? Like the what extra is, tassel. Yeah. What, what goes on? Uh, no. So for my bachelor's, because you have a bunch of honor cords and stuff. Yep. My master's, I got a cape. Okay. That's it's a reason. cape. Yeah. When they came in, they said, hey, do you want to do grad school? I'm like, well, what are you guys offering? They said, well, you get a cape. And I said, sign well, me in. up. Yeah, <laughs> like, what more do you want? Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, so, all right. Let me finish the rest of the would you rather for you. Would you rather live one life that lasts 1,000 years or live 10 lives that each last 100 years, meaning you're reincarnated, but you get a whole, you get to reset? Yes. The reset yeah. button every 100 years. I like to reset because if you make somebody mad or uh, a relationship doesn't work out, yeah. then you can just completely reset. But there's a lot of luck that goes into this kind of thing. Like you could be born into a, a rich family. You could be born into a poor family. You could be born into a, you know, a mean family, a nice family. Well, then you get to experience everybody's perspective of life. Yeah, but like, let's say you win one of those 10 times. You probably want more of the, the winning combination. Uh, not no? necessarily. Okay. You ever uh, slept outside? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When did you sleep out? Not like camper or anything like that. Just I actual, slept outside just... of a Chick-fil-A. Wait, okay. What? When it opened. we a Chick-fil-A opened, and, and my friends wanted to sleep outside to get free chicken. Do you know that? The first, like, 100 customers get yeah. free chicken. Yeah, so we, we, we slept outside of a Chick-fil-A. So did you get chicken for a year? I'm the only. Nah, this is a whole story, man. I'm the only <laughs> one that didn't get it. No. I only one. You I slept outside you. for nothing. Nothing. But your wife's nothing. nickname is Chicken. She is. So I guess that full so circle. The, yeah, you got the full life yeah. deal. They only got one year. You got a whole life. So my buddies knew that we didn't make the top 100. But mm. we were betting that people were going to leave. We're like, all these people aren't going to stay here all night. Right. They're going to give up on the Chick-fil-A. But no, they all, every single person that showed up stayed. So I think we were like the 103 to 100 and something. Oh. There, was, there were several of us. And so then they go, you know, for anybody that didn't, didn't win the first 100, stick around. We're going to do a drawing. They did a drawing. My girlfriend at the time, who was with me, won immediately, first shot. And they gave all my buddies them like sort of in pieces. Like someone would win, and then a buddy would win, then another one. So all of my friends won during the drawing. But all you of them. didn't win. I was the only one that hadn't won. Ouch. Then, because this is what radio stations do, a radio station rolled up, and they're like, for anyone that still hasn't won, we're doing a radio contest. Come on by. And so we did a wacky morning show radio contest where you had to eat chicken nuggets, and the number one eater of chicken nuggets would win the last uh, set of 100. So we did. it was an eating contest. I placed second. Uh, how many nugs did you eat? Well, so it was one, it, I think it was two minutes the first time, and I had like 15 nuggets in two minutes. Right. And then the second time, it was only one minute, and I think I only got like five. It was hard. Was it sauce or no? No. This makes a difference. Just the nuggets. No water. There was nothing. It was just nuggets. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's You just had to dry. straight shoot them. Um, and the problem was, though, the, com- the competitor who beat me was... It was a grandma. It was it was a it was people's grandmother Wait. who had slept outside too. Do they like, take their teeth out to eat this? I don't or know no? what she did. That I makes a difference because you can gum a lot quicker with them. She was things. also a bit of a chain smoker, so even between oh. the the things, each she cigarette would, she'd take a she, hit of the dart. She would take a little break, but so she was she was standing there, and all her kids oh had showed up. Gosh. By the time we got to the radio contest, like all Unreal. of her children and grandchildren had showed up or right. whatever, and they were all just cheering like, "Grandma, go!" Grandma. So when mm. when I lost to Grandma, like the littlest kid started celebrating at me. They're like, "My Grandma beat you!" Oh, that was on the radio. That was my radio debut. Mm. Collins losing to Grandma and having a small child yell, "My Grandma beat you!" This has been Craig Collins. It's my first day on radio. I'm going to do this. That's as a career. unreal. I know. But the thing is, is you won because Grandma 
Got ran over by reindeer. That's see, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> your rim shots. Lake Haas yes, is sir. here every Monday through Friday, <laughs> two to three o'clock. The show is always different. Come right. on back tomorrow. <laughs> It'll all be the jokes. even better. <laughs> Oh, what is that? Management telling me to take a break. Uh, Blake might be fired. Right. Okay, so we talked about the best things about being a child. Right. Uh, I also have a story out of Colorado about a diner who charged a customer, and on the on the receipt it said for a stupid question. Do you wish you could charge people in your life for stupid questions? One mm. is my first is my first part of of what I'm curious about. Okay. And two, uh, the the price she threw out for the the stupid question I thought was was interesting. Thirty eight cents. Okay, here's my school of thought. All right. Colorado, you can legally smoke marijuana. You can. What if this guy was high right. when he asked the question? So <laughs> now you can't charge him because he's under the influence. Yeah, wait, can you still charge him but maybe give him a discount? Like there's a pot discount to the 38 cents? Right, but... Because uh, it's still a stupid question. If you ask it under the influence, it's still dumb. Have you ever had a friend like ask you a really dumb question when oh, they were under the influence? Yeah. Yep. And you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking like... What? How do you? How does that work out? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? <laughs> are you under the influence as well when you answer the question or no? Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. I'm just asking you. Maybe, I'm asking maybe you. the waitress or okay. waiter yeah. sneaks in the back and eats a pot brownie, comes back out, and then uh -huh. they have a conversation when they're both high. So this all came up on uh, on Reddit. Uh, the person works at Tom's Diner, by the way. Of course, it's a diner where this sort of thing happens. Tom's um, Diner. Yeah, Tom's Diner. So many stupid questions happen there. And the debate did then turn, because it is Colorado, to whether or not you know, pot or alcohol or any of that stuff's a factor. Um, and I think the original poster, who probably was the, the waitress responsible, uh, said that they didn't care. A stupid question's a stupid question. You know, like once it's out there and I got to answer it, I'd like my time back. How much do you charge for a stupid question? I never have, but I'm 38 cents feels about right. That feels kind of low. Okay. Because that's, that's time you won't get back in your life. Yeah, but I mean how much time? And especially if you don't even answer it. Okay, if somebody asks you yeah. a really dumb question, right. do you answer it? Or do you just go, ah, and like walk away? Well, I look at it and I just say, what are you <laughs> See? So then how much of, of your time did you just spend? Well, about 30 seconds when they that's, ask me and I respond. So right. that's 30 seconds. <laughs> so you're saying each second of my life is worth a penny? I don't know. I mean, I was only going to charge a quarter. Like 38 cents is kind of hard to come up with if you ask somebody on the spot for it. Right. That's not a, that's not an easy number. And I don't want to break change. Yeah, I don't you wanna... can't like swipe a debit card for that. <laughs> you probably could. I think I Square. Mean, yeah. Square can make that work for you if you needed to. <laughs> Pen pal. I, but we should probably have some sort of rules in place that, you know, if something happens and, and someone being real dumb they some sort of penalty right yeah what would you think the rules would be though i don't know i mean it seems like money's the safest thing now in today's day and age we're very afraid of offending people that's a that's a, a mm -hmm. thing and i'm not saying it's wrong or right i'm just saying it exists so in the past when people were dumb you would somehow be reprimanded by society because they'd treat you like crap for your stupidity now we've got to be more accepting so maybe just charging people is, is the smart way to go. Here's, here's a school of thought. Each time somebody asks you a stupid question, you get to legally remove one of their teeth. <laughs> so after they keep asking dumb questions, Sweet they have no God. teeth left, so they can't ask any more questions. That can't be way too intense. <laughs> that's, that's. I just envision the way that that would work, too. Like you have all the dental supplies with. Yeah, and, then and you, you just you'd... pull out little screwdrivers and... <laughs> Some uh, what do you what, what's those tools things you? I don't want to. You grab onto the bolt and you twist. I'm gonna move on to the next topic now because uh, Blake, the amateur dentist, is not something <laughs> well, I ever want to talk about. You can't ask any more questions. Why? Your your mouth still works just because your teeth aren't there. <laughs> 
then you're like, oh, I, I can't. Sorry, I can't understand you. And then you you're know, done. People, no, man, geez, wow, that was not what I meant at all. <laughs> you went a totally different. You're a violent human, aren't you? Well, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that about you yet. Um, a man was arrested in an attempt to support his his loved one. Uh, so this is he's 47 years old. His name is Raymond Pace. Uh, he's at home. He calls the Kentucky Police Department. And says you got to come on down. Somebody stole my laptop. They get to his house which was full of methamphetamine, heroin, and other drug uh, paraphernalia. Mm. And he immediately admitted to owning it all, as well as being intoxicated and, quote, hating the officers. And the whole reason he did it when they finally got to him, uh, like got him to admit it, was his, his girlfriend was in jail. And in honor of her, he wanted to go to jail, too. So I, I'm curious, have you ever loved someone enough that you wanted to surrender yourself to the police in order to be with them? And I, this is a flawed plan, and I like stupid criminals. Because he's not going to wind up being in the same place she's in. I don't know if he knows how that works. Right, but here's the thing, though. All if right. if her cell's above his or uh-huh. vice versa, he's above her, you could drain, and I've seen this on a document, <laughs> you drain the toilet, right? And you put cups and strings to the toilet, oh and you God. can have what's called toilet talk, you saw and you this, can talk back and forth. You saw this on Netflix. I did. I did. saw the same documentary. <laughs> I know all about it, man. Yes, but it's not It's not as easy as you think. It's not right. directly like the way the pipes were all working. You get a random. It's somebody in the other thing. Well, they and, can pass a message for you. Uh, yeah, you're right. You drain a message. Yeah. You get in trouble you're with talking the police. The toilet. What would you say if Betty was in the <laughs> cell below you and you were talking in the toilet? What would you say to her? Okay. So I just want to wanna make sure I totally understand your question. Okay. In your scenario, right. both Betty and I have gone to jail. Yes. And somehow we're in the jail cells that are connected via toilet. Via pipes. Via pipes. Yeah. The, and you would like to know what I would tell Betty yeah. if we were connected via toilet pipes, pipes. in prison. Yes. I'm sorry? Because I, I, <laughs> I imagine it That's was... That's the best you could come up with? I imagine it's my fault, man. I but can't, it would come through like... <laughs> and she'd be like, What? And she couldn't understand what you were saying. Yeah, but I imagine if we're both in, like, you've met my wife. Right. She's not going to jail on her own. That takes yeah. the Collins to bring okay, her down. so let's say you guys are both running, running some, like, drug ring, and you That's... go to prison. But she doesn't know about it, so therefore she's in it. Okay. Okay, so there's now she's in prison. Yeah. So what do you guys talk, what do you say to her? After I'm sorry? Yeah. How long did you get? I'm just curious. <laughs> I assume I went to jail first. Right. And I would probably secure the fact that she's going to wait, depending on how long I'm yeah. going to be in the prison. Don't talk. That's what I would say to her. <laughs> I, I would probably make sure yeah. that she was going to wait for me. Like, look, right. Betty, you got three months and I have eight to ten years. But there's not, you know, there's no other guys. You well, don't want to move on. You never know. I mean, she could maybe meet somebody. What are you there. talking about? What if she meets somebody in prison? I've actually told her this before, um, and this is probably creepy, and I'm just going to admit it on the air. Why not? This is what we're in the trust tree, right? right. It's just you and I? Yeah, right. There's here. no radio listeners? Nobody's listening. I've guaranteed her that if I, you know, pass away unexpectedly, oh. I'm going to haunt her. I'm going to do it, and it's boy. only to keep the guys away. That's dark. Hey, you know, it's got to happen, man. Right. It's this, we got married, she locked it up for life, and that means both lives. So what happens if she f- finds a prison? boyfriend I, that's not going to be okay is he going to be able to beat the crap out of me yeah he's physically much bigger than Leo me. Musker. he's All your right. he's your cellmate <laughs> are you this is the most ridiculous would you rather it's not even a i don't even know what we're doing now would you rather radio. have your cellmate date your you <laughs> i hate i hate all the questions right. you're asking um, I, I have no answers for you anymore <laughs> it's the first time you've completely stumped me the question we right. got to somehow on the radio, because yeah. we don't have commercials to break to, 
was what would I do if my cellmate, who's a much more ripped man than me, <laughs> were dating my wife because we're all in jail. <laughs> when you came into work today, did you anticipate that question popping up on the air? Do you no. have a notebook? I think Blake has a notebook. Well, You're like, man, if ooh, Collins boy. puts me on the air again, I got this scenario Here's I'm painting. I can't wait to get the jail question out. I, I mean, who, what would you do? I would do nothing. There's no, there's no win there. I don't know. I'd probably try to befriend the guy and ask him to stop dating my wife. He's your cellmate. You can't be friends. We could be friends. How do you know prison rules, my friend? Where did you learn all these rules? I watched Dateline. That's not, I think you could be buddies. He and I, we could play like a game of Mahjong. Yeah, you you built some like bars of soap into like ducks or something to give it to him? Yeah, probably. If he's a big duck fan, that's how I weasel my way in. Oh. I can't believe I now have to picture myself like carving soap for days in prison to try to, to try to get a guy to stop dating my wife. That's a nightmare I'm going to have tonight. This is not a human conversation we're having. Did you hit one of the like pot dispensaries? I'm sweating. I think on the way in, Blake hit one of the pot dispensaries. Oh my! I, I'm going to shift to another topic because again, we I have no break. We've got three more minutes, four more minutes of this. Unbelievable! I know this is the kind of show that you expected, Bloomington. I apologize. Oh, a new great. dating trend. This is in the dating world. Prison kind of like boyfriends. <laughs> a new dating trend. Um, when you meet someone on a dating oh app, you now shift into a world where you might <sighs> FaceTime or video call them before meeting them. So it's a, huh. a trend that is worrying some people. Other people think it's a really great idea because you get rid of all the, the catfishing and all the other things that exist in that, in that world. <sighs> catfishing is putting up a fake photo that's right. not really you. Uh, but... But the people who are complaining about this are saying that, like, we're really far from from regular meeting people dating. Um, if we go dating app to video chat to eventually in-person relationship. There's some documentaries out there. And this is all I watch at night. I lay up at night just watch this and stuff. And prison docs. These people, like, their parents will, like, pick who you're going to marry. Yeah. And then they'll have them meet on their wedding day for the first time. There you go. So that's that's okay with you. Well, the, the no, arranged well, marriage. Boy, <laughs> when you say okay with me, what do you mean? Well, now it's totally shifting gears from what I was talking about. But uh, yes, the arranged marriage is a thing. You used to sell right. people for like cattle. Like oh. you used to way back in the day. This is in the Bible, man. Like you used right. to make deals. Human beings used to be traded for animals. Um, and then you you got like fifty sheep, and someone got a daughter to marry. That's that's the thing that used to happen. <laughs> We're not in that it's world anymore. Terrible. I know that's that's this is yeah. a, a a substantial improvement from that world, but I think that the critics are right who are complaining that like we're not capable of having in person conversations the way no. we were because there's no demand. If you can meet someone via an app and then video time them without actually like bringing them into your life, are we losing skill sets? Do people have less skills as far as interpersonal communication? But you're still talking to each other. It's just not the same thing, though. What do you mean? It's it's a I don't know. It's a video. You can turn it off whenever you want. Something gets awkward. Like you, you can't right. You run can't, out of minutes. <laughs> yes, you could run out of minutes. You can't navigate the world if the way in which you experience it is mostly through your cell phone. Whether it's you know chatting and texting and then video chatting, that's not the same. That's not the same as being in person around people. Right. But here's the thing though, it's like you you still get to talk face to face in a sense, but it's through your phone screen. Yeah. So you're still having that face to face conversation. Do you think that you honestly um like have all the same lessons learned, all the same um experience if you're just on a video chat? No. Like if you go to a job interview, have you ever done a video interview? No. Okay. I've done one. It's it's a different it's a very different animal. 
Like just the the conversation. You don't really get to know the people. You can't really like assess the situation. Well, I did a FaceTime interview with that. Yeah, that's what I yeah, mean. Okay. A yeah, video yeah. chat interview. Yeah. yeah. So you did a FaceTime interview for mm-hmm. a job. How'd it go? Uh, it went really well. And then okay. they showed me because I couldn't make it to the place. They showed me the place. Oh, they and, they like whipped yeah, the phone around. They whipped the phone around. But I, I noticed that you didn't you didn't get the job. The Greg Collins Show on AM twelve thirty WJBC. Uh, this story, I've had this story for a couple days, and I haven't talked about it yet, but it's, it's just sort of mind-boggling how this all worked. Uh, have you heard about this high school uh, coach in, a co- in Chicago who is renting out the pool? Neil, have you seen this story? I have not. There's a, a coach in Chicago. He's a swim coach. He was renting out the school's pool and pocketing the cash. He made up to $30,000 in his own uh, bank account doing this. I guess between 2013 and 2016, he is now very much in trouble with the law because that's not allowed. You can't work at a public uh, school, you know, be the swim coach, have no authority to the to the public's uh, uh, gym or the, the swimming pool and just kind of rent it out on the side. But I guess they gave him the keys, I assumed, and he's 31 years old now. So he was he just kind of sat there like, man, I got this pool just right. I could use it whenever I want. So he how did he not get caught sooner? Like, was there do you think there's back channels to rent a pool? Like, you can't throw this up on a on a Craigslist post. Oh, why not? I don't know. I because like you can't publish the school and stuff. Would you just say I got a pool? Who's interested? Yeah, then and then he's like, you know, yeah, wh- shoot me an email or I don't know. I can't believe that over over that many years though that somebody else didn't like ask the school about it. They're like, nah, just just work with the guy. He, if you need a pool, I know a guy, and it was for like actual events and stuff. Like he'd rent it out for for groups of people. I don't know. Maybe they just thought he was working through the school. I mean, legit, legitimately, yeah. but really wasn't. Well, that's true. I, do you know it's a felony? By the way, it's I felony theft. It, yeah, I figured it probably. Yeah, wasn't allowed. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> he probably figured it wasn't. Do you think he was just? I don't see it here. I don't know what his defense is going to be. But do you think he thought it was just not a big deal? He's like, I don't know, man. They gave me the keys. Uh, maybe I, I had mean, the pool. You would think, you know, at, at first he's probably like, well, let's see if this works. And then he was doing it for, you know, however long. And he's like, all right, you know, right. never going to get caught. Right. Nobody ever comes up to him. But he's like, yeah, it's probably allowed. I, I would assume you at least shoot the school like a like a note early on if you wanted to not do this under the radar and just say, hey, am I allowed to do this kind of thing? But 30 grand, too. I, how much would you pay to rent a pool for a few hours? What do you think the going rate would be? Uh, for a few hours? I mean... I don't know. I, I wouldn't spend that much. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't spend thirty grand on a one shot. But I just I wonder how many times total he did it to get that oh, much personal a, money. Quite a bit. I yeah. mean, you would think. I don't know. I mean, you know, an hour probably fifty bucks. Right. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Hundred dollars. I mean, I, if it's a bigger group, maybe you charge more. I don't know. Maybe he charged per you know size of the group, or did he charge just time? I mean, I doubt. It'd be very weird if only like a group of two people are like, "Hey, can we rent this pool out for an hour?" It's Thousand like, bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, that's what I was thinking, because like $1,000 has to be the absolute high end, and maybe that's an all-day rental with a huge group of people. But most times, I don't think anyone's spending more than – because you could rent a hotel room for like 100 bucks, and you probably get access to a pool. Right. So so the people who want you know a pool for one to two hours for whatever kind of – if it's a birthday party or something, I don't know. I can't imagine what, what organizations and, and you know other people wanted this uh, this to work. And I never would have thought of that, by the way, like that – that renting out a pool would be so valuable. Why wasn't the school doing it? I mean, you would think. I wonder if they're keeping up with the practice or not, just maybe without the guy now. <laughs> right. They're like, wow, the demand for this has been incredible. <laughs> right. So even though that guy's going to jail, because honestly, like schools complain like they, the budgets are so tight and you know there's not enough money for things. 
But if 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 schools like Whitney Young are sitting on valuable assets like their their pool, where I guess they used to let people play like water polo and stuff, whatever. Um, not saying that that solves a problem, but it's at least one more. It shouldn't take a guy with a set of keys to figure out this is a valuable thing. You know what I mean? They should be able to research this some other way. Right. And now that you were talking about, right, I mean, you could easily get a hotel room for $100 and right. have that. You're, think if you're spending 100 bucks for a hotel room, you're probably going to have access to a pool. Maybe this guy was given some pretty decent rates then. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And so maybe he did this quite a bit. I, I also, my last curiosity, if it, if it like blew up from his friends, like he let some friends go for 25 bucks into the thing. And then someone was like, hey, man, if you need a pool, I got a guy. And then it just it became a whole thing. It's like an episode of Weeds all of a sudden. He's got a huge business. I wonder if you ever want out, too. Like, if you're the pool guy and everyone's going to you, throwing cash at you, and you're like, I just, I've got to stop. Just one more rental, and then I'm done. But it, he's in trouble. He's he's definitely going to go to jail for this. This is not okay. Do you think he would sit in the uh, in like the little lifeguard stand you know, and just kind of <laughs> oversell everything? Yeah, I wonder. Maybe if, at first. Yeah. I imagine since this went on for years that he got more brazen with it as you go. Because right. that's the problem, usually. Uh, for any criminals out there, and this show does not profess to help criminals be better at crime, but uh, but I think it's the the lackadaisical like criminal, like the guy who gets lazy halfway through, that's more often caught. I think the guy who's who's you know very intense from day one is more likely to succeed for years. Well, it's my own personal opinion no, on I, it. I agree. Okay, good talk. Uh, moving on, I have some more stories. I, I told you this earlier in the week, I think, that there was an Instagram model who was selling. Photos of herself, but she was helping the forest fires, the fires going on, the bush fires in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she got in trouble, her Instagram got banned. Several additional people have picked up on this. There's quite a few entertainment adult celebrity people that have been doing it. There is also, and I quote, according to the New York Post today, the world's hottest grandmother. She has now joined the cause. She's one of the ladies that for 10 bucks a pop will, will sell you a, you know, a fancy photo, and that money will all go to charity. Uh, did you know there was a world's hottest grandma? I was not aware. Me, me neither. She is 48 years old. Her name is Gina Stewart. She is notorious, I guess, for having her Instagram uh, taken down from time to time for being a little, uh, you know, flirty herself in that world. But now, I guess people are, are pray every single one of these the celebrities, I, I use air quotes when I say that, who's stepping forward, like, there are a lot of people praising them for coming up with a unique way to raise money for a, a good cause. So it's 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 a challenging world in which we live. If this is the internet is so powerful and there's, you know, social media and all these other things on it, if if Instagram celebrities or whoever can help raise money for for places like Australia, do we need to find a way to allow this to be a thing? You would think. I okay. mean, it seems like it's getting more popular. Well, I mean, um Gina Stewart has 173,000 followers on her social media pages. She thought it was a great idea when she heard about uh, Kaylin and the initial thing. And so she, she started offering, and people, the, the first person in this group, for anyone that's like, why is, why is Craig talking about this? The first celebrity that did it, the first Instagram model, raised over $100,000 for Australia in the course of a very short amount of time. So I would argue that even though these kind of things are sad that they exist normal times on the Internet, they're, they're tremendously valuable every so often. And so why cut a revenue stream? Why not allow people to, to succeed and, and fight things like the, the fires? Um, and, uh, you know, Instagram, I guess, doesn't have to be involved. Maybe you find another platform. That's, that's just, it's like a GoFundMe, but only for these charities and only for people that are offering these kind of things. 
I don't know what I'm saying now on the radio, Neil. I wish I could take a break, but I don't think we have a lot of commercials. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, though, because I'm just going to hit these buttons and make this work, and we'll be back in a second. This is Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC, moving on to other things that I found interesting in the news today, uh, which is what this show is, by the way. If anyone now, three months in, is like, what are, what are they doing? I, I find crazy things on the Internet, and I tell them to you every single day, and I hope you have fun hearing them because I have fun uh, talking about them. Uh, the state medical board in in Cleveland is debating whether or not to allow people to get medical marijuana with certain conditions. Uh, the conditions that normally get challenged are just, you know, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, whatever. Um, a lot of people, you know, wind up debating some of the more mental disabilities that I guess get people this. Uh, but one of the ones that is on the list to be discussed is whether or not you're a Bengals-Browns fan. People have gone to their doctor and be like, look, man, I need medical marijuana. Why? Well, because I'm a, I'm a Browns fan. Do you think that that makes sense, that we should get to a world where people need medication? Uh, maybe not pot, but maybe some form of antidepressant if you're, a say, a Cubs fan up to a couple years ago or whatever it is. Can you plead that as a reason? I mean, Browns fan, yes. They've, they've <laughs> not been very good. For very, I mean, fandom is passionate. We care a lot about the teams we love, right? So much so that you think that you might need to medicate if things don't go well? Uh, you know, yeah, I have several teams I cheer for that have not done very well, so sure, maybe I need some medication. Does it does it impact the Neil Doyle quite a bit when those teams do poorly? Um, I mean, maybe that, that night if when they yeah. lose by 25, but uh, yeah, down the road, me personally, maybe not, but I could see others where it might impact them on a day-to-day basis. There's viral videos of people dealing with loss, like a team that loses in the moment, as you just said. There's there's a Giants fan, a New York Giants fan, who's very famous for just like just melting into a puddle of nothing for a few hours after something like that goes down. And I, I totally understand that. I get that, too. As a Yankee fan, I'm a little spoiled. Our team does better than most, and uh, you know. But I'm a Giants fan too, so so I, I wonder. I, I also kind of think about how my wife would take it if I had to go get medication for one of my sports allegiances. But I was like, hey, Betty, you know, I really I got to get medicated because this Giants thing—it's not turning around. I don't like the new head coach. I don't know what's happening here. I'm going to need a little bit of help. I think that they'd probably judge you a little bit, the people in your life that don't get the uh, the fandom, you know. And I feel like you might have, uh, you know. Some doctors or whatever, you know, that might judge, but you could have some doctors that are uh, diehard sports fans. Exactly. And they say, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, you show up at the doctor's office, he's got all the things up in the windows. You're like, this is my guy. He's <laughs> right. the guy for me now. He and I are Bengals fans for life. There was that Bengals fan who was, uh, I think he was staying up on the top of a, of a restaurant until the Bengals finally won a game. Did they actually ever win a game? I don't even know. Uh, they record. did, yeah. Okay, good. Because he was living every single week up on a roof and refused to come down until they had won. That's a level of passion I don't know if I can get to. That's a certain, and, and also a level of superstition. Because as a sports fan, I believe in a little bit of it, you know, but, but maybe he thought he would doom the team if he came down, so that's why you stay up there. Just never get down. Have you ever been in a spot like where your team does something good and you're sitting in a certain chair or something and then you stay in the chair? Mm-hmm. Just think that it's that thing? Oh, yeah, you can't move. Superstition. It's, it's a thing. It happened to Betty. Uh, we were watching the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup one year. Um, it was a group of friends. And she uh, went to the bathroom real quick, and they scored a goal. And we were like, well, Betty, you can't come out. You can't come out of the bathroom. She's like, ah, oh, that's not a thing. And eventually we let her out, and, you know, they weren't doing good. Then she got up again to go, and, uh, again, they score a goal. So then we shut the door on her, 
And I, you know, she was she was playing along a little bit. I don't want it to sound like I'm a horrible husband, but we shut the door and they scored a second goal, and that was the game they won in like 18 seconds where they came from behind and scored two goals. I'm almost positive that it's because Betty in the bathroom equaled a goal for the Blackhawks. That makes sense. Doesn't it? I think it does. Okay. So I, I want a check at some point. I would like a ring. Although Betty actually deserves a ring. Probably not me. Uh, she should get one for it. But, but it's, you know, it's a thing that can happen. And that same psychosis then plays itself out when your team's not doing well. And I, I think I am okay with the idea that certain sports teams, we would have to debate it, though, right? Like you'd have to pull up current records. You'd have to see how many losing seasons. And teams would have to fall off the medical approval list. Like if they win a certain number of games or they win a a big, you know, they win a, a World Series or something, then you can't claim that for a few years. What's the what's the time limit? Like Cubs fans right now, how many more years till they can get medical marijuana? Mm. It's got to be like at least 10. Yeah, I would say. Okay. So they need a few more years. And then if you're a Cubs fan and you go to Cleveland, you might be able to get yourself some, some medical marijuana. Although I don't know why you do that here now because you can just get it uh, legally yeah, very easily. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, I love this idea. I think this is a great idea in, in theory, and we probably should work on it more. But it's just going to – it's a lot of being aware of how teams are doing for doctors. It's a whole other layer of education. You send them to, like, a sports camp once each year. You're like, these are the teams that are terrible. These are the teams that are likely to be terrible. So if you have a patient that's a fan of one of these teams, brace yourself. And some of these doctors might struggle. They, you know, they take all these hard classes and things like this already. I mean, the, the, right. this might throw them for a little bit of a loop. Oh, no, because doctors already um, complain a lot about the fact that you have to get so much education. Right. You're, you're sent to so many classes. Just picture them all having to have like a fantasy football team. Like just all of a sudden they're all required because, eh, you know, it might be a medical issue. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, this half hour of the Craig Collins Show is sponsored by somebody. I'm going to find it in just a second for you guys. <laughs> uh, give me a call, though, 829-2345. I'm talking about a lot of different stuff today. I'm trying to stay uh, lighter today, but obviously this whole Iran-Iraq thing is on my mind. It was on my mind last night. I actually was was on air as the, the strike happened and, and thought for quite a while uh, on the air that it might be much worse than it was. It was surprising... Um, it, it was surprising to me. I don't know if it was surprising to you. Eight two nine, uh, two three four five. What happened? Uh, because I had expected that if Iran were to do something that weren't real in attack, you know, more uh, demonstrative than anything else, I thought cyber warfare uh, made more sense. They're actually fairly good at it. They've been getting uh, better at it over the last ten to twelve years. And they've also been getting better at targeting their missiles, uh, which is a a thing that I just didn't even think would be the the right. Um, the right move. So, so what happened uh, last night is they they shot ballistic missiles that they are supposed to be capable of targeting very precisely into spots where I think they knew we would feel threatened, uh, but they would not harm anyone. And I think personally that it was purposeful. Um, I know that the two uh, bases, the the military bases in Iraq, the U.S. bases that have U.S. troops, um, were on heightened security anyway. Uh, both bases had had either President Trump or Vice President Pence uh, at the location, so it made sense they were targets for that reason. Also, one of those locations is where they they launched the attack that took out Soleimani. So again, it made sense that these would be places likely to be attacked by Iran if Iran were to to attack us. So it makes sense that they're on high alert just a few days after the you know the rhetoric and then the the attack of the the killing of Soleimani uh, pushes everything to this this crazy degree. So. 
I was surprised when the uh, news came over the ticker that it was what it was and expected there to be loss of life, which there wasn't. Um, and then more surprised last night as I'm continuing to, to watch it and see the president tweet out uh, what he did about everything being good and then coming out today and offering to add sanctions and saying things like it seems like Iran is sort of waving a white flag because that is that is part of all of this is that our country, and I don't think I'm, I'm speaking to anyone that doesn't know this because you live here, our country is very powerful as far as the military goes and you would think that other countries don't want conflict with us um, and it was weird also seeing, and I think I heard Mark talk about this a little bit, um, reports from, from Iran, from their news organizations, stated multiple U.S. casualties, which is not true. I just want to make sure to reiterate so I don't get in the, the problem of saying something like MSNBC does and telling you something's a fact that's not. Um, but it's interesting that their people would believe through their news organizations that they did kill uh, U.S. Um, um, military people. Because it, it, I guess, for whatever reason, makes the the people that live there feel better about the fact that they now they see Soleimani as a martyr, and having lost this person, they now see their country of ha- as having stood up to the big bad guy that is the United States, according to them. So it's it's interesting to think that part of the reason that they would attack one of our bases is to convince their own people that they did an effective strike, when in reality. They didn't. When in reality, there were no, there was no loss of life, and and two or three of the the missiles that they fired off didn't even make targets. I think some of them got shot down, and some of them just gave up, uh, which is not a good sign. If you're trying to scare another country, and the best you can do, weapons wise, is a few missiles that aren't going to make it, uh, and you're, we're convinced that over the last ten years, technologically, they've become incredibly advanced uh, in that one specific world. Uh, because I guess about ten years ago. Iran's army was faced with the the problem of not really having you know much of a navy or much of anything uh, threatening, and they had to decide: did they want to invest in in people and training, or did they want to just make sure that they could target their weapons better? And so they went that road. They tried to invest as much in technology to be very good at this, and it it seems, in a way, purposeful to me that they did what they did. And and it's interesting that there's sanctions today. I expected quite a bit more when the news broke yesterday. I wonder how it makes you feel about President Trump, too. Eight two nine two three four five. And I know we don't do a lot of politics in JBC, so if you don't call about this, I'll move on to other silly topics. I've got a bunch more uh, that I have prepped for today. Um, but a lot of the rhetoric about him, whether you like him or not, and I don't want to say what side I fall on because it doesn't matter, um, but whether you like him or not, a lot of the ideas um, about him being the, the commander-in-chief were that he would be crazy. He would be insane with that power. He would be like a, a reality TV star, whatever else um, he's been one to be. The way that he handles his Twitter page is the way that people seem to think he would handle the military. And so you offend the guy, and he might go to war with you. And now, um, in the face of a lot of this stuff, uh, we will most likely avoid conflict because of the reaction both by Iran to to send a, a mostly, you know, um, uh, a demonstration more than a real attack, and then immediately wave a white flag, by the way. That's the other thing, is their people immediately release things saying they wanted no more escalation. They thought that they retaliated appropriately for the loss of Soleimani, and they're, they're good, they're done. And then the president offers sanctions, um, which will hurt their economy. So it's interesting that that's a road we go to. Um, and uh, you can't trust Iran, by the way. Anything they say, they've lied a bunch of times before. So I don't know if, if this is the end of conflict, but it was... It's an interesting, um, you know, set of developments over the last 
24 hours. And I wonder if that, more than anything else going on, more than the impeachment trials, anything else, uh, changes your opinion about the president of the United States or, or changes your opinion of anything else. Uh, 829-235, give me a call and talk about that if you want to. Uh, before I take a break, I will give you the story of the lottery ticket guys that I find just hilarious out of Mississippi. Uh, these dudes, two guys, did not win the lottery. They are 47-year-old Otis Latham and 48-year-old Russell Sparks. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think if they came, I don't even know that they came close. But what they decided to do was super glue the right numbers onto their lotto ticket to try to win $100,000. And I, I promise they're not the only two people that have thought of the idea. They're not the only two people who have been tempted by, if I could just scribble out this one number and fix this thing, I'm a winner. Uh, but that is not an effective way to do it. They didn't have the equipment. They just had cutouts and super glue. But they took it. They took it to a lottery office and tried to, to cash in on the $100,000, and they were arrested because that is a crime, uh, trying to fake a ticket. But, man, I find it funny. I find it funny when you're a, a poor criminal. And maybe I'm alone in that, too, 829-2345. But I find that entertaining. Um, uh, Neil, I imagine you've been tempted from time to time to maybe uh, wish that something changed on a lotto ticket if you buy one? No, I mean, every time I play. But you've never gone the, the super glue the right numbers on approach. Uh, you know, I've, I've steered clear of that idea. In in school, in, in art classes, were you ever like a fairly proficient artist or were you not the best? Oh, I was not very artistic. No. See, me neither. I know my super gluing skills would be below average. So even if I tried this, like I would be more obvious than the next guy. And I get the sense that Otis and Russell... They weren't the A students in like fifth and sixth grade uh, art classes. They weren't killing it. Yeah, I don't, it probably wasn't their best effort, right. but hey, they, they gave it a shot. They did. Yeah, right. <laughs> what can you do? What can you say to a guy who gave it his all? Well, you can send him to jail because it's, uh, it's very uh, wrong. But that's, it's, to me, it's a funny story uh, that I saw today. Um, I think this actually happened the other day. So, so there you go. Uh, call in with either topic, 829-2345 or anything else you want to talk about today. Um, and we're working on a lot of other stuff. I hopefully have more prizes for you guys. I want people to call into the show. I'm going to do everything I can. I might just start giving away personal items. Like, if there's nothing else, I'm just going to give away things I own. going to give away your scooter, maybe? No, no, no. Hey. Maybe you can offer up, like, a free scooter ride or something. Okay, know. there we go. They can borrow the scooter. I will mow your lawn if you okay. call the radio show. A random listener is going to get a lawn mow from Craig Collins. It That's might have I'll to do. be rain check, though. We're kind of in the winter months. Okay, fine. I'll snow need... blow. Okay, there you go. I, w I was trying to get a rain check deal. You didn't have to point that out on the air. Not that all the listeners didn't immediately go, why would he do lawn? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll shovel I'll shovel the, the front part of your path. I don't want to do the whole thing. I'll shovel like a part of your path, and I'll give it to That's That's a great idea. I will give one listener today, if you call my show randomly, I will do a shoveling of your house. Is that <laughs> is it the first time you've ever heard that? That's pretty I, first time I've heard okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Craig Collins is stooping, stooping to certain <laughs> levels to get people to call 829-2345. Do you need help getting uh, snow removed? It's a Craig Collins show on AM 1230 WJBC. Um, quick mention of my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins show. I have a New Year's resolution. I am posting just photos and videos of babies, puppies, kittens, uh, doing everything I can to go viral on the Internet using old school mentality. Uh, today I have an adorable video. It's adorable, Neil of a baby just attacking a mom with kisses. It's just an adorable baby video. I'll have to go look at it. I know. you got to see it. It's on the Craig Collins Show uh, Facebook page. Lovely. That's where everybody needs to go. Uh, be a fan. Go uh, check it out there, and you'll get a puppy video tomorrow, I promise. Um, in other news, other <laughs> than my Facebook page, the XFL kind of sounds good. I I'm reading stuff about the, the rule changes in the XFL. The problem with this, this league is it's not going to have talent, you know? 
like uh, all the talents in the NFL, of course, all the talent might be in other places, uh, college. So I don't think the XFL is going to have a good enough players to keep me watching. But have you seen some of these rule ideas they're throwing out there, the extra point rules, the, the overtime rules? Uh, I did see the extra point. I didn't hear about the overtime. The overtime is, is structured a lot more like college. It's mm-hmm. just a shootout, right. um, which I think people have wanted for a long time in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, NFL could change that rule. They really, they really could. Uh, the fact that the NFL overtime right now works is if you kick a field goal, uh, if you get the ball first and you kick a field goal, the other team gets the ball back. You score a touchdown, game's over. Um, but the other team might not get a shot at all. Um, that that It's got to go. That's got to go. Uh, college, The college overtime is ideal, and it sounds like the XFL will copy that. But the, the extra point thing is really cool. The extra point kick is, is stupid. I think it's stupid. I think it's always been stupid. I think the fact that people get it hurt during that play is dumb. And I think that the kicker should make it almost all the time, even if you start pushing it back. Like, what's the point of it, really? Uh, why do we do it that way? I don't know. Uh, but the XFL will allow you to go for three different points after your touchdown, and it's just trying to get back in the end zone from either the the two-yard line, the five-yard line, or the ten-yard line. You get one, two, or three points, respectively, for each one of those. That's a cool rule, right? That is, There's nothing about that that you don't like. No, that's... I. It makes it a lot more interesting. A lot more interesting. The fact that you could actually walk away with nine points in a certain situation. Like, I'd love to see the debate as to what you go for. Do you go for the win? Do you go for the tie if you're down eight? Do you go for the ten? Is there a big difference between converting from the five and the ten-yard line to get all the way in the end zone? I don't know. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see that play out. Uh, Offenses will be allowed to throw two forward passes as long as the second is still behind the line of scrimmage as well. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea. In the NFL, you can only throw two passes in the, mm-hmm. if the first is a lateral. Uh, but think about it that way, too. Like, the way plays... Away, I, I just like... I, I mean, it's it sounds a lot like it's more... Obviously, it would be more fun to watch. But at the same time, I think about some of it. I'm like, does any of this create kind of a train wreck when it comes... <laughs> you know, Sure. You, you know, it's... How right. many times are you going to have to... Okay, now, was that, was that legal? Was that, you know... I don't know. But let's be honest for a second. Um... Sports is, they're losing fans. People are, are not tuning in as much on the TV. The, even though I think a lot of sports are actually doing pretty well because they're gaining all their TV rights and they're making a lot of money in those worlds, uh, the actual amount of interest in these things is, is declining, and it's going to keep declining. And I think younger generations are less enthused by sports uh, than older generations. And I think the reason that younger generations are is because we need it goosed. We need it changed a little bit. We need rules updated. We need extra things. We need video game rules. Every every so often, right? You got to goose the sports. You don't think so? No, I mean I I do. I I think there are certain ways to maybe do that, but it's you know yeah, like you said. I mean I I think this league will draw some traction in that if they you know mm-hmm. implement some of these kind of different rules from the typical NFL game. Right. Sure. I think people are going to want to see how that goes, but. How much interest does it draw right with, you know, lack of talent, things like that? Well, and how far do you go? Uh, I've talked about on the show before that I would like to see reality TV sports at times. I would really love to see a world where, like, you're playing golf and there's a bee hole where you just you get attacked by bees during the tee off. (laughs) You see how it goes, you know, because like that, I would always watch that. If Tiger Woods had to roll up to the 18th down a stroke and, you know, everything else that, that makes that already an intense moment, you have to remember to factor in the fact that it's the bee hole. Like, to me, that's at second level television right there but i know i'm probably alone i like the the um history of sports i like the the records of sports 
But at the same time, if in baseball, every once in a while you threw a tennis ball at a guy, like that would be interesting to me, you know? Like every 15th pitch, it was a tennis ball, and the guy had got to use a metal bat. Like to me, that brings us to a whole new level in that world. I think you're going to see different things evolve. I mean, I don't know how... You're never going to do a bee hole, are you? Quickly, it's going to go to a, you know, Tiger Woods getting attacked by bees on the 18th. Just, but... just think about that, though. They're interviewing the bee guy before the hole, too. Like, he's standing there with the, the bees. He's like, I don't know. They seemed angry today. I've been out here for three and a half hours just waiting for Tiger to get right. to the last hole here. Yeah. It's been a rough day today, though, man. I, I didn't, they, they seem extra angry. So, I don't know. Yeah, I wish you played in the morning because in the afternoon, it's going to be real terrible. Yeah. See, no. these kind of things, though, just every so often. They tried that. Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods did the special right. where they did the, the guy versus guy, but it's still golf. That wasn't enough, and they claimed that they would be betting the whole time to bring you in. And I forget, that pay-per-view, I think, actually did pretty well. I think a lot well, of people did. It was did. crazy. Yeah, it did well because supposedly something happened where people couldn't get it, so then all of a sudden it was just free. It was just, I think, yes. you, I think you could watch it. Eventually whatever. you released it, but I think they made money off of it. Uh, WJBC, what's your name? Chris. Chris, what do you want to say? Do you think they should goose sports or no? Uh, I juicing them up to a point. I don't okay. want to go too far, but right. uh, I was mainly calling because that forward pass thing you were talking about. Yes, I honestly actually think that makes it easier for the officials because they don't have to judge. Was it a backward, you know, yeah, lateral or? You're right, Chris. So. They they just would have to judge whether or not it's it's behind the line of scrimmage, uh, and they don't care what direction it goes. Um, so so that's that's true. Uh, at the same time, I think what Neil was kind of saying, too, is it's it's almost like it could be a problem for the player. Like, you might see a lot of messy plays. You might see a lot of players execute this poorly because the options become too too extreme. I, yeah, but at the same time, you look at how they still have those plays where they're doing it as a lateral and throwing yeah. it. And the biggest issue, like I said, the referees have to judge it. Now you don't have to worry about that. Well, Chris, though, let me ask you this before I let you go. What do you think about bees in golf? Like, just totally seriously, if there was a bee hole in golf, would you watch? Yeah, oh, no, I, I didn't get him. Do you watch golf normally? No. Okay, see? But if Tiger Woods were attacked by bees right before teeing off, that wouldn't be enough for you? Mm, probably not. All right, that's fine. That's, he, teach his own, man. I would love to see that happen. Uh, I asked Brian to call me earlier on in the show. Brian, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, because uh, we have a, an ongoing agreement. It's a gentleman's agreement to um, both give up fast food for January. Uh, this is our New Year's resolution, right? It's just for January? Oh, are you oh. going to do it for the whole year? Yeah, I mean, it's a New Year's resolution, right? I mean, that's, oh, that was my, that's my plan regardless. So. I had no idea. Okay, I might be able to handle it. But anyway, uh, we had talked off the air yesterday about the setting the ground rules because there are there's some you know wiggle room, I think. Uh, and I went to Chipotle last night, and I actually had a, a listener come up to me and say, uh, are you Craig Collins, which was cool. And then, like, you're not supposed to be eating here, which was not cool. And I, I had to explain to them <laughs> that you and I have an agreement. We have a rule um, that that's okay. I just want to publicly acknowledge it, though. So, yeah, that it, when we talked yesterday, if it has a drive through it's fast food, right? When that right. Was, that's what we're going with. And you're on board with that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. But then okay, I cool. also felt like, but then you ate at Casey's, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't in our ground rules, but I'm like, well, that's kind of like fast food, I didn't, isn't it? You know? I didn't eat at Casey's. Like, I don't care what the ground rules they are. I just, I just need to know. See, you know I, I, mean? I I walked to Casey's, but it was only to get a drink. I, I only bought myself an yeah. energy drink because I like those. It was not food. 
So I don't know if that counts. The co-workers were really ripping on you for walking like three blocks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little. Yeah, I know. People don't walk. I'm from Chicago, man. I used to walk all kinds of places. So, you know. That's only one block in Chicago, right? Right. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's honestly, you can't even call that walking. That's right. Exactly. Okay, cool. So the the rules are, I don't know if you heard me earlier also say that I'm going to shovel somebody's yard. Uh, one of our callers. Yeah, we got. Hey, we got a, we got six and a half acres at home, and the driveway is about the driveway is about three quarters of a mile. I was at, I was actually in a meeting today uh, where they said that sometimes we we got to be careful not to give away too good of a prize uh, after giving away not such a good prize because one listener might be sad they didn't win the better thing, and I immediately thought of you. I'm like, man, he's in on the. Uh, the the giveaway of of like a, the resolution you probably would have preferred to me shoveling your yard. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, well I, but I mean, I've done it. I've done it a couple times. Like I don't even call in a lot on the ones that are a little food gives away because I'm like I want to go see Diana Ross <laughs> or something cool again. You know what I mean? Right. I get it. Yeah, I know. totally get it. Yeah. Uh, but radio rules, man. I'm sorry, I can't shovel your your front yard. I just can't. You already won the other oh, thing. Man. <laughs> All right. All right. Can't win. Only, only right. once every two weeks. But right? thank you for confirming, uh, and thank you for uh, for calling in, man. I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, but I still think I think Chipotle is good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I love that place, and it's also healthy. So I'm like, right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see a problem with that one. I'll, I'll let it slide. Well, I think the New Year's resolution is to make yourself healthier. So obviously, like the places that are yeah. that are healthy, like they shouldn't count if you're gonna. And even if you went to McDonald's but got a salad, like. I don't know. Maybe that should be okay. But that, then it gets too but, confusing. Because, you know, the TV guy on the radio, he, I won some, uh, what I eat two days ago, I ate some soup. The soup place right there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you go in, but it's kind of like fast food soup. So I, it wasn't until after <laughs> I ate it, I'm sitting there like, huh, did, I, I, just, did I just mess up? See? Okay. <laughs> And actually, you know what we can do? We don't have to make it all year. We can see who goes longer. Uh, you or I give up first. Like in a Seinfeld episode, we'll see who makes it longer into the year without doing a single fast food. And it's gentleman's honor on this. Yeah. All right, good. Sounds good to me, sir. Good deal. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brian, for calling in, and thank you for uh, setting those rules. It was funny when someone walked up to me and said, I, I don't think you're allowed to be in this restaurant. That was uh, That's a lot of knowledge that the listeners have. on. I, I open up too much, I think, on the air there. I think I say too, one too many things. Ah, they're keeping tabs on you. I know. They tried to kick me out of a Chipotle. Would have been rough. Uh, they, they were. They were trying to get, you know, to make sure that I, <laughs> They're protecting Brian. Maybe it was just his family members. Maybe that's who no. was doing it. I don't know. Uh, I think it's, you know, listeners sticking together. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, scammers are trying to fool people in a really odd way. Um, I didn't get a text like this. I don't know how many people actually did. Uh, but according to The Verge, some people were getting drafted text messages. Uh, you have to immediately depart to Iran. And and people were trying to some scammers were trying to trick people into thinking they got drafted via text. I, I don't know why anyone would believe that. That like the way in which that process would work is you just get a text one day that says, "And you're in the military now." I, I think that if we ever were to bring the draft back, which currently does not exist, uh, you have to sign up for it. Yes, uh, but we're not currently drafting people. Uh, I think we would do it a little bit more eloquently than via text message, right? You would hope so. I, I would hope so. I would I hope mean, so. Although very, you don't know. We're very technologically inclined now, but... You're right. Uh, you know, uh, for something like that, which is very important, you would uh-huh. hope it's not being sent via text. Right. Yeah, and I don't think the president would just tweet out names. Like, I don't think that's the way it would work. I know he likes the Twitter. He, he might... I was going to say, maybe he'll tweet them out. Right, but, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you never know. Um, but uh, that is a scam that's going on, so just a warning that if uh, you... Um, and I don't know if they even targeted people like to try to make it the ages that made sense or anything. But if you get a text that says you need to immediately depart to Iran, that is not real, and you can ignore it. 
Um, Burger King is also doing something cool in a completely different shift of gears story. Uh, the Burger King in the Bronx that's really close to those Joker stairs. We talked about yesterday the fact that like locations get overrun um, because of movies. And actually, the, the town that Frozen, the Disney movies, is based on is a tiny town in a tiny area. It's only got like 800 total people that live in it. But thousands and thousands of people are going there right now to be in the Frozen town and take their social media photos. And it's, it's uh, impacting the, the place quite a bit. And this happens all over the place. The Joker Stairs is another one that we mentioned, although that's in New York, in the Bronx, probably easier for a place like that to handle an influx of tourists. Uh, the Burger King, just by the stairs, is giving free Whoppers to New Yorkers who have to deal with an influx of tourists. I think that's pretty cool. I know that I'm telling you a story that you can't use. None of us can go grab a Whopper. Um, but I think it's something that we should all consider more. Like businesses, and Neil, you and I were talking about the other day, how do you, how do you tap into this? You know, that's a good way to do it. Give away a free product and tell people to come into the store, and then they'll probably sell a lot more things. And they're, they're also empathizing with everyone that's dealing with, you know, the craziness of the, the Joker stairs. Yeah, hello. If if I were living there, I don't know how thrilled I'd be about getting a Whopper. It's not my <laughs> wouldn't be my maybe first okay. choice, but uh, yeah. I guess free food. I mean, how can he complain? Right. But eh, it's a we Whopper. can campaign Chick Fil A to get involved. I don't know where your your allegiances lie uh, there. I, I mean, I I take a Big Mac over the Whopper any day. Really? Yeah, they're not different. Oh, uh, they are. They're not different. Very different. They're not at all different. No, let's talk about this. Do you you like McDonald's a lot more than Burger King? I think it's. Head and shoulders are better than Burger King. And yes. what it, what is it about? Is it the the meat product? Is it the fry product? I just think Where it's, is it? Yeah, I just think it's the most of the products. Yeah, the I clown. Mean, yeah, yes, basically. I got gotcha. you. Uh -huh. Okay, I, Burger King, I think makes a better burger. Mm. I think they have and a better here's the thing. Okay. I you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I've had Burger King, but in my experiences, uh -oh. I've had quite a few Burger you know Burger King stops in my day. Yeah, I always think McDonald's is better. I don't know. What maybe, other, I don't know. Maybe they've changed in the last year or two. No, no, no. Probably haven't. Uh, what other strong 829-2345? This is for both Neil, my news guy, and all of the audience. What, like, strong fast food allegiances do you have? This is a good thing for me to talk about now that I'm giving up fast food for the however long into the future. Mm -hmm. Outside of McDonald's, are there any huge favorites for you? Um, I would say, you know, Chick-fil-A is probably up yeah. there. It's, I mean, it's hard to ever have a bad experience there with, and any, it's not, with anything they serve. Right. It's not even just the food for Chick-fil-A. I think right. they, they teach the people to be like just the friendliest people. I always go in there and it just seems like the, the customer service is, is a focus mm -hmm. compared to most other places. So even more than the food, man, that's a reason for me to like that spot. Uh, when it comes to sandwich places, I think Tar I mean, I would prefer a pot belly over sure. Jimmy John's. <laughs> I'll take if, if my only options, though, are... Uh, you know, like Jimmy John's, mm -hmm. Potbelly, Subway. I mean, Subway, Subway shouldn't even be included. Subway is the worst <laughs> of them all. <laughs> Subway, if you want to be a sponsor I'd, on the show, I'd, Neil will change his mind I'd immediately. I'd rather have like a some toast at home than Subway. Wow. Yeah, Subway's, not, cheese? Subway's not good. Gotcha. Uh, no, you know, uh, one that I like a lot, and I don't know if it's just because of my, you know, my uh, biases come from the East Coast. Have you added Jersey Mike's? You know, I've, I've, I don't think I have. There was, I, no, because I was going to one time. Okay. There's a couple up, you know, in the Chicagoland area. I don't think there's any down. Eh, there are none in Bloomington. I don't think there are any in Bloomington normally, yeah. There's some in Peoria. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sad that there's none in Bloomington. Jersey Mike's, get on it. Open one here because I'll be there every day. I worked at a Jersey Mike's, uh, by the way. I, I, I made subs there at one time. Uh, the thing that makes them so good, 
and there's quite a few things that make them so good. But the thing that makes them so good is the amount of oil and vinegar, mm-hmm. because that's the trick. A lot of people don't put enough. You got to go nuts. You got to feel uncomfortable about it while making the sub. That's the right amount of oil and vinegar. If you're pouring for so long that you feel like a human shouldn't consume it, you've just hit the point. Maybe go a little bit further, and then that's where it's the exact sweet spot to make it delicious. And, and that's the trick with yeah. Jersey. That's the one thing they taught you. They're like, here, when you pour the vinegar and the oil on the sandwich, don't stop for a lot of time. Every time your brain tells you it's too much, keep going. You're giving away the tricks. Look at you. I know, honest, but it really is. Like, it's the, the I don't know. I, that is part of the thing about, like, what makes some food really great. The, uh, the New York's uh, pizza, the, the thin crust pizza mm-hmm. with the cheese that falls off, like the greasiness of it. These are the things that, uh, that I live for in this life. Where's a good New York slice of pizza in Bloomington? That I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't think they're doing too much New York style down here. I think they might. Eight two nine two three four five. I asked this question in Chicago a few times, and eventually people came through for me like champs. I, I need to know. Eight two nine two three four five. If you like a thin crust, if you like a a sauce and uh, you know um, grease extravaganza on your pizza situation, give me a call and tell me where to go, and I might uh, shovel your yard. That might be how it works. <laughs> the person that's there. We go tie all the pieces together. The person who gives me the best New York style pizza in this in this city, I promise you this uh, this winter, I will at least one time come over early in the morning. We'll coordinate, and I will shovel you out of a storm. Uh, but you've got to give me New York style pizza. It's not, and you can make it at home. Like I'll let a listener make it for me if they feel confident enough that their slice is the best. I don't care. Uh, Neil's gonna shovel too, right, Neil? <laughs> You you're throwing me in. Are you huh? going to do it? No. Uh, Sounds like a no. Maybe I'll come record you. All right, there you go. Or at least you can you can FaceTime. Yeah. I'll have Neil there via FaceTime. <laughs> That's the Craig Collins Show remote. Oh, I got a caller calling in. Is they going to... Oh, my God. I hope I don't have to do this already. Caller, what's your name? Oh, I didn't want to go on the air. Hello? You there? All right. Maybe that person uh, bailed out halfway through. When they heard that you were only coming via FaceTime, they were done, Neil. No. They were so excited to have I, Neil Doyle. I ruined it. I know. I, I'm not enough of a draw. I mentioned this a couple times on the show today. Uh, I have a New Year's resolution for my social media page, the Craig Collins Show, at Craig Collins Show on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to put up more puppies and babies and kitten uh, videos because people like them. I just got a notification from Facebook saying a post I put up earlier today is doing well. Uh, It's getting a lot of likes. It's only got like eight so far, but apparently my Facebook page thinks that's good. Um, I wonder what it is. Oh, it's a baby going crazy kissing a mom. Uh, It's the cutest baby ever. Have you seen the video yet, Neil? Not yet. Oh, you got to watch it. I know. The mom kisses the baby on the cheek, and the baby just attacks her with kisses. The cutest video of 2020. Adorbs. And it's adorable, and you can find it on Craig Collins Show. You probably can't find it anywhere else on the Internet. I imagine it's the only spot. So don't go looking for Baby Kisses Mom. Look for at Craig Collins Show on Facebook, please, and you'll find it right there. Uh, moving on to other topics, not uh, my Facebook page related. I mentioned this before the news break. There's, a, there's an Instagram page called Passenger Shaming, and it's all about shaming people who do terrible things on airplanes specifically. Uh, and this is good, right? Like, this is a good use of social media, a good use of the Internet. We should shame people who offend other people in public places, especially when you're traveling and, you know, uh, flying is stressful in general. This is a good way to keep, keep, keep people honest, I think. I'm not sure if you think this is a good use of social media. No, I mean... Depends on what they do, yes, right? Okay. Yeah. So a person had their bare foot sticking through the little, like, window area and laying on the armrest of the person in front of them on a plane. And this was what people were shaming some guy for. And so there's a, a woman sitting in her seat 
holding her drink and food in her hands. She doesn't feel comfortable putting too close to the foot. And some dude's foot is just sitting out uh, to the right of her. That deserves some Instagram shaming, I think. That uh, is disgusting. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that is... Uh, oh, no one was defending this person on the social media. Everyone's saying that this is mind-boggling, the fact that it was going on. I can't believe, like, a, a flight attendant or someone didn't say you got to stop that, right? Like, you got to... There's got to be a way to, to fix this, although I guess if it's only a few seconds to take the photo, and then maybe they, they fixed it. But there's no word on what the resolution to the problem was, just the, just the offender. Maybe it wasn't a very good airline. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, right. Maybe it was Spirit. Uh, <laughs> do they sponsor, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Okay, good. I love Spirit, in case they sponsor. I'm <laughs> such a great, such a big fan of the, the extra foot uh, of, <laughs> I don't know, I can't get out of this now. Um, but what would you do in this situation if someone were to offend you? Because there's a, there's a level of disrespect uh, more than anything else that if, like, I'm just some dude sitting behind, I don't know if he even knows who's in front of him. He just, you know, no shoe, no sock, put the foot up, and it's just, it's in the seat in front. That is, that's not even treating the other person like a human. No, and I'm one to, you know, trying to just keep blinders on and stay in my own lane and yeah. not, you know, I'm not a confrontational person, but if this happened, I mean, you have to say something. You got to throw down, well, Neil Doyle. Sure. You have to immediately, like I would throw my beverage and my food product, my, my tiny sandwich directly at the guy and be like, what are you doing, sir? You got to immediately go, go a 10. This is a 10 moment. I can't think of something, you know, worse that's not actually a crime uh, than this. There's nothing worse that's not a crime. Can and you I've, think? No, I can't. I mean, right. and the funny, like I've seen people will post like people on planes, like having their feet up just like on the seat and it, like people with even wearing socks, like feet up, touching like the top where mm-hmm. the light is mm-hmm. and like are doing all these crazy things. Now, I mean, this is over the line. I mean, barefoot foot up in the other person's seat on the rest. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I would just turn and just kind of be shocked. Right. Like, you, well, you do that. Honestly, this is that's the way the confrontation always goes. Uh, the first thing you do is you look at the person with that face that says, are you serious right now? Because that's you're hoping that no words have to be articulated. Have you ever told on anybody, though? Have you ever like complained to a stewardess, uh, a flight attendant about somebody? Mm, no, I can't say I have on an on an my last before. My last flight to Mexico, uh, my wife is from Mexico. We go there often. I, I probably go once every year or every other year. On my last flight to Mexico, I had a child behind me who was kicking the crap out of my chair. Mm-hmm. And, man, I was trying. Like, I, my, my Jeep has a death wobble, which I talk about on the air sometimes, which means it shakes whenever it hits even the slightest of potholes going 55 or higher. So I'm used to, like, shaking. I'm, I'm, I'm conditioned to survive this scenario, but the kid was just, like, going nuts. At times, I felt like he was doing it on purpose. Like, it wasn't even he was trying to stretch. He just was like, how many times can I kick this dude? And so I complained, and the mom and the kid treated me like crap the whole rest of the flight. Yeah, I was going to say, like, was there a parent sitting next Yes, there was. <laughs> I don't know if she was just like, look, I get it. If your kid is crazy, I don't have kids. Uh, that's the first thing I should say is I don't have children, so I, I get it if you get exhausted every so often. You get a few hours. So if mom had checked out, I'm not going to completely hold it against her. But when I complain, you can't be mean to me. Uh, call her on the air, AM 1230. Well, I think she should have, number one, painted his toenails. <laughs> Good call. And number two, if she had a marker or something like, you know, draw some male body parts on there, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Thank you, Brian, for calling in. That's exactly it's the way that you deal with a guy that passes out at a, a college party. You know, you just start drawing stuff on his face. That's never happened to you either, Neil Doyle? Uh, no, I've seen it done, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, see, in those situations, I, I don't know. 
at least in the one that I'm talking about where you're complaining to like an authority figure because the, the flight attendant gets to be an authority figure for the three, four hours. Did you ever tell on kids in school? Were you a tattletale or no? No, I tried okay. not to be. See, that's smart. That's smart uh, yeah. as far as your you know success socially. Uh, Collins might not have always been the best at that. <laughs> he might have been a tattletale early on. I, I learned, you know, I, it depends on how you're parented, I think. Sure. My mom turned her kids against each other, and I say that in the <laughs> lovingest of ways that I can. She did. You're going to get some text messages. Oh, I'm going to get so many texts. Well, my, my mom's texts. But, but she did, man. She would corner us. She, she's a psychologist by profession, and I think she is an amateur lawyer. But if anybody did anything wrong, she would corner us, question us one at a time, and dangle the, the carrot of, if you tell, you're the only one spared in this scenario. And we all turn on each other constantly. It happened, okay? And so when you're parented that way, and then you're sent off to school, you kind of think you're going to get rewards if you're turning on your friends. And like, what's the worst that can happen, you know? I'm not telling on them for huge crimes here. Yeah, I just never was one. To, okay. I'm very keep keep the mouth sealed. That's okay. always kind of been. And my... your mom didn't turn you against your siblings? No. I just okay. have one brother, but yeah, we him and I are both kind of tight-lipped. Don't don't really let a whole lot out. My brother to this day uh vividly remembers the day in high school. I was a senior, I think he was a freshman, but I went to him and uh by the time you're in high school, I don't want to admit too much on the air, but you, the things you're doing are a little bit worse than when you were a kid. You know, you're breaking some rules. Sure. You're staying out a little bit later. I had a girlfriend that wanted to hang out, and maybe I didn't always make it home at curfew. Um, but uh, my brother vividly remembers the conversation to this day. I guess he was in the basement, and I turned to him before sneaking out of the house, and I was like, hey, bro, maybe we can finally be on each other's team. Maybe we finally <laughs> stop reporting everything to mom. And, like, his brain blew up, he says. He looked at me. He's like, we could do that. And then maybe for a few years, Neil... We broke a few rules. Yep. I'm just saying. You finally, yeah, came together. Right. It took till I was 18 years old <laughs> to break that pattern. It took a while. And my brother was 15. Yep. But we finally got that out. And to this day now, we uh-oh, uh-oh, five texts. Yep. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. My mother has two corrections for the last segment. Uh, two that we're going to announce on air. The rest of this will probably happen at the next family reunion of some kind. Uh, the next major holiday, when I go over, I think there's going to be a chat uh, right before we carve into the turkey or whatever. Uh, but these are the two on-air corrections she needs me to make. Um, the first one is that she did not ever offer rewards. She tricked us into telling on each other, but she wants to make sure everyone knows there was no bribery involved. Yes, there was. Why else would we do it? Why else would you turn on a loved one? The only reason we did it is because you gave us, like, candy and stuff. I promise you. But my mom says no. So, Neil, I don't know who you believe, me or Ma. Mm. You're leaning Ma, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with I mother. hear it. The second one is she go, She says, you and your brother stopped telling me things way younger than that. I don't know that that's true. I don't know. But I think there's an argument to, like, you know, family bonding. Sibling bonding need to taking place sometimes. As long as neither one of you are doing something dangerous or stupid. Lying to Mom as as brothers is a really good opportunity to bond. No, How do we it, feel about that? It happened quite a it still happens quite a bit for my brother and I. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like every so often you text a little secret. It's a little thing that Ma wouldn't love, but she's not, you know, she raised you right. You're not you're <laughs> not a crazy person. Neither one of us is slinging drugs in a side corner. It's nothing like that. We're we're normal, you know, kids. And uh, every so often, I I had to stay out a little bit past curfew. That's all I'm talking about, Mom. I will not admit anything else. Don't try to trick me on the air. Oh, by the way, she also said she likes Neil. You sound like a good boy. Oh, yeah, that's you. good. Yeah, a good boy who wouldn't tell on people. 
He's a guy that wouldn't do it. I don't know if she'd be happy with that. Yeah. She'll trick you, man. Tight-lipped. You got to watch out. If you start getting texts <laughs> from my mom, too, what has Craig been up to? You're going to turn on me in a second. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll protect you. All right. Thank you, yeah. man. I, I hope so. I, I, I hope for the best, but I know my mother. I know she's really good. She's a psychological ninja, man. She tra- That's the other thing, too. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to complain. It's just it's a whole segment now. Um, the thing about being raised by I, I was raised by my mom, not by uh, my dad. Uh, my mother raised us. My dad was not in the picture for uh, a lot to- a long time in my childhood. And so, it, like when you're raised by just a woman as a boy, uh, you learn a lot about women. I think, mm-hmm. like I personally, I think that I got a really good set of instructions on how to navigate, um, you know, being married, how to navigate a lot of the relationships I've been in later because my mom did a lot of smart things and a, and a lot of good ways of, of showing me the way in which, um, you know, the fairer sex would trick me later in life. Can I say it that way? Sure. There's a lot of stuff that would happen where, like, the mind games, that, and I'm not accusing this of just women. I know everybody does this, but my mom is an expert at laying the, the bomb that doesn't go off right away. The, the, the kind, the, the, you know, doing it with the best intentions criticism that just lays in the back of your brain for days and then at some point it explodes into your brain and you go, that's what she meant. You have those or no? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, see? I'm not alone. And I don't want to sound like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to... I, I, I hear the, the criticism of Craig's such a sexist now. It's not that. I don't know if it's just the uniqueness of the women I've known in my life, but my wife is also very good at planting the, uh, you know, the you shouldn't do that thing anymore and it not hitting me for days. But maybe it's just because I'm stupid. It could be that men or just me... This man is a dumb man. I think men in general. Or just, we're all very stupid people. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, uh, do you have fights? Can I ask you if you have fights with your girlfriend about sure. about her thinking she told you something and you not thinking you, you were told? Uh, yeah, that's happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. That fight right there is the is the epitome of the difference between how men and women understand words. <laughs> I have to be told very specific things. You have to dumb it down. I have to constantly ask my wife to treat treat it like she's talking to a child. <laughs> like, look at me and say words, the exact words you mean, because otherwise I'm going to miss the point. Mm-hmm. I am. And that's where every so often those bombs are laid on purpose, because then they know. Once they know your weakness, they get you for it. Okay, uh, you're, you're giving some good life lessons. I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm going to get hate calls. But that is, that's the lesson I learned from my mother, and my brother did too. It's that, you know, every so often, war is not waged the way that men would fight it out. With punches, war is waged a much more subtle way, and you don't even know you've been punched for a week. And these are the good things to learn. Okay, I've got to take another break. A lot more coming up on JBC. More text from Mom. I don't know if I can read all these on the air. Say, oh my God, I see the way you shine. Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. This half hour is sponsored by Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunch Bars. The satisfying crunch of Nature Valley Crunch Bars can keep your family going which means more outside fun for you. Hey, look, this is uh, in, tying into the zoo now. More outside fun for you. And with whole grain oats and real delicious honey, it's really tasty too. Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunch Bars. Uh, have you had a Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunch Bar, Jay Tetzlov of the Miller Park Zoo? Uh, probably. Okay, and you probably. definitely want one now, it, obviously. I am hungry. Yeah. It's dinner time. <laughs> You're going to fly immediately <laughs> to a store after that. That read alone sold at least one Crunch Bar. You're welcome, honey, honey bunches of oats. Um, so tell me, obviously the weather's been pretty good yeah. so far. Um, how are things going at the zoo? Real well. So um, 
once everybody you know was out of school for break, we were yeah. busy. You know, yeah. 100, 100, 200 people. Uh, we actually have had the so we, our fiscal year starts in May. So between May and now, so the first eight months has been the best eight months in our history in terms of wow. attendance and money brought in. Wow. So we've been happy. Um, good weather. Lots of babies, people come out to see progress, uh, new alligators. I don't nice. know, but so far, so good. Okay. Uh, there's another new exhibit that's coming that everybody <laughs> seems very excited about. There's a, there's a monkey exhibit, right? Yeah, so we received a state grant uh, in 2014. Ronner took office and pulled it, so we lost all our grant money. Oh. It got put back in in July, so we're, we're moving forward. Got the green light finally, and we're going to build a $600,000 DeBraza monkey exhibit. Wow. Uh, we're designing it right now. We'll probably break ground sometime, you know, probably early summer. Probably will open March of 21. Okay. Um, and how many times have you guys taken on projects this big? Is this something you guys do often? Or? This is one of the biggest. So that's we got a $700,000 gift uh, from the state. That was the largest we've ever received in our history. Cool. So this will be our uh, my third big project since I uh, came along that's bigger than $100,000. Okay. And how'd those other two projects go? Do you, is there anything notable that happened those other times? Just, just one. Um, when we were building uh, flamingos, we were, they were starting to dig out for the pool, mm-hmm. hit some rebar, hit lots of wood, trying to figure out what the heck just happened. And we had a parks uh, employee, been with us for 55 years, wow. in the 70s, and he goes, well... I think that's where the train was. So <laughs> it used we're to like, be a train. we think we dug down and found the train station. Wow. Um, so we think they just in the like mid to late '60s just dug it down a little bit. Gotcha. And cut everything off, and then just put dirt on top of it. So yes. we found it. Hopefully, we've resolved. We had a resolve for that. Yeah. This is right next to there. Okay. So we've done some borings to uh, check the soil. <laughs> they didn't hit anything because I told them, I go, you guys got to hit it, or or not. You can't miss it. Right. <laughs> Part of the planning stage is make sure there's no train under there. We got to yeah. make sure we have none. That's awesome. Um, you said you also finished some, I think this was off the air, we were chatting, uh, some fundraising and there's some new equipment stuff, right? Yeah. So last year, so since I, I've been here 10 years now and I've been wanting to build some medical equipment, some veterinary equipment to really up our game what we're doing. Cool. I couldn't get one donated, so we finally went out and did a campaign and raised six over $60,000 for an x-ray machine. So 100% privately raised. Wow. And it's been delivered. It's sitting on a pallet right now. It gets, gets uh, installed next week. But for the first time in our history, we'll have x-ray uh, to really help take care of our animals. Yeah, what does that mean specifically as far as what you're capable of doing? Um, you know, How does that impact the ability to... to... Oh, it, it's huge in terms of like diagnostics, finding out what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a full-time vet, so we're going to be trained. Our staff are going to learn how to take a picture, and we can send it to the vets nice. down in Champaign. And they'll go, yeah, it's a broken toe. It's, uh, oh, nothing. There's nothing there. Okay. And... You know, they'll say, yeah, you got to bring it to us, or here's what you guys can do. Instead of going, okay, what do we do now? Do we take it to U of I? Do we, what do we do? And it, it's, we don't have to take animals to the vets just for an x-ray. Right. We can do that in-house. Um, there's a cost uh, of sure. staff time, and, of course, x-rays aren't free. Right. So it'll, it'll save us some money over the long haul as well. You know, it's so interesting. I, I don't think about that enough, I think, the way the, the challenges of, of being a person in charge of a zoo and, and how you have to focus and think. Like, if an animal is behaving oddly, but you can't physically see a mm-hmm. problem, it's such a challenge to decide, like, when is this serious enough to bring in a professional? And I imagine yeah. things like x-ray just make that so much easier because now you're like, okay, no, we see the problem. Yeah. We can send you the problem, and yeah. Absolutely. You can see certain things with bones. And we've got mm-hmm. an ultrasound machine that was done by Fort Jess Imaging Center a couple years ago. So yeah. we've got that tool. That's something we can't do as a staff, but our veterinarians can. 
and see the the soft tissue stuff and the organ stuff that you may not be able to see on X ray. So it's it's huge and uh, very thankful for our community to to really pitch it in for that. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Um, I was thinking this too. Even though the weather's been really nice, and I, I'm sure that you guys have been thrilled that there's been days. I mean, people were golfing over uh, over yeah. Christmas. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Um, but eh, where we live in the Midwest, there's not going to be no snow the whole season. Right. I, I wanted to ask you this. I've I've meant to ask you this. How do you pitch the zoo? Like right after a snowstorm when maybe there's still snow on the ground or maybe, you know, you guys are open. I'm not saying that the city is shut down. How do you tell people, like, what are the benefits to going then? So a couple things. Um, nothing, nothing's cooler than seeing snow on top of the snow leopard. Oh, yeah. So think about this. So when we're out working, we're shoveling, we're just out walking around, snow gets on top of us and it melts right away, mm-hmm. right? Snow leopards, red pandas, palace cats, that doesn't happen. The snow falls on and it stays there. Because they're so well insulated, oh wow, that heat's not escaping like it does for us. So you can see how biology kicks in. Yeah, um, the snow leopards, their tail's very long. It's great for going up and down cliffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're when they're just resting, it's their scarf, and they use <laughs> the length of their tail to go around their neck, keep them warm. So oh, that's cool. Those kind of things. I, one of the things I like, especially walking the zoo in the morning at, right after a snow, is seeing the tracks. Mm-hmm. What came? What visitors did we have last night? Oh, nice. So we were kind of in a corridor. We've got a cemetery across the street, um, Forest Park, Miller Park, Highland Golf Course. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of places for animals, uh, foxes. Uh, so we see fox print tracks and uh, raccoon. Every so often, see skunk. See, and what I actually also just heard, this is the best way to be millennial friendly that you've ever thrown out there because we care about the Instagrams. I'm a millennial. Oh, we yeah. care about throwing up through social media photos. Snow on a snow leopard. That's tons of likes. Right. You're going to take off that way, right? Yeah. yeah. It, we've got a very good Instagram and Facebook following, so uh, there you we'll, go. we'll definitely keep that in mind, if, depending on uh, if this rain turns to snow or not this weekend. Okay, there we go. Um, and one other thing, this is another thing I've been wondering. My wife, um, I've talked about it on the air. My wife has been pushing us to be, you know, more fit, which it's the new year. This happens. Mm-hmm. We go to the gyms right now and they're crowded because everyone's doing this. And I see a bunch of guys like me, <laughs> like following around the woman. They're like, I know we're both here for the same reasons. Um, but I, I've always thought that something that'd be kind of cool and it's become viral and popular for whatever reason. And my wife does like yoga, but yoga with animals. And so mm-hmm. the zoo seems perfect. You guys have... You have the, um, what's the main animal that they do it the most with? Goats. Goats. Goat you yoga. have goats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you're, yep. you're nodding as if this question's been asked many a well, time. you know, in addition to being zoo director, I'm also our parks director. Gotcha. So I've got the staff who, you know, either supervise or know all the folks who do all the, uh, like Zumba mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah, we've talked about it. One of my staff members has a yoga studio, studio oh, nice. um, on the side. So, yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know if we'll ever pull the trigger, but we've had the conversation. That's I can say that. Why wouldn't you? Is, do you want to not pull the trigger because like, you don't get it? Because I don't totally get it. You what know is what? the value of doing like a, a physical activity like yoga with an animal? Well, isn't yoga like uh, meditation? Yes. And, so animals are very calming. Okay. Very relaxing. Got it. Um, when you come to the zoo, it's, it's been scientifically proven in zoos. You come to a zoo and you will feel less stressed when you leave. Oh, wow. And your blood pressure will have been lowered. It's I, been scientifically yeah. proven. So yeah. when you think about like therapy dogs, mm-hmm. they go into hospitals, go into retirement centers. You know, zoos are the same way. You see an animal and just kind of relaxes you. Uh, in the summertime, you can go in and pet the goats. Uh, you can feed them the rest of the year. You can feed the geese, all that kind of stuff. It's very relaxing. We try to increase those 
encounters and engagements as much as we can. Okay, and maybe we'll say this, and I don't know, you don't have to approve of this if you don't want to, but maybe if someone goes to the zoo during the winter when there's not a whole lot of people, get close to one of the, the animal um, exhibits, just do some yoga on your own, like, that's fine. That's right. If you want to go rogue Perfect. here, right, don't do it when it's crowded, though, that's just mean. <laughs> it's awkward. Right, it's going to be awkward for everybody, including you, yoga person. That wants to do it. But if it's the middle of the winter and there's nobody there and the snow leopard's got the snow on him, that's the perfect time. Perfect. And social media that out. Uh, Jay Tetzlov, you are with the uh, Miller Park Zoo. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Not a problem. Uh, it's been thrilled. How, how did your holiday go, by the way, before I Good. Okay, cool. uh, went to Nebraska, which is home for us, and uh, drove home in a blizzard. But <laughs> other than that, once we got past like two and a half hours, everything yeah. was good. But um, made the drive a lot longer coming home. You know, I believe this, and I think I even told you this, uh, but uh, the best way to test your relationship is be trapped in a car for hours during bad weather. If, if you make it at the other yeah. side of that, then you this is the person for you. And I, I don't even know. I, I'm sure that both <laughs> of you get out different. My wife probably doesn't have the same good experiences <laughs> when I'm the one driving. But I'm like, man, I married the right person. All right, a quick break. A lot more coming up on JBC. Thanks again, Jay. Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Um, an interesting thing happened in Canada. Canada, when they legalized pot, I, I found a study out of Bloomberg.com talking all about this. Um, apparently, drinking went down, and it was a slow progression of the amount of people that would drink alcohol. But it, as pot became more and more universally used, not just uh, you know recreational became legal, but people started to to utilize said law. Uh, this is between 2014 and 2018. The beer industry suffered about a 0.3% decline year over year all the way up to now. And I know that we'll continue to talk about uh, uh, pot, marijuana, legal, whatever, here in, in Bloomington, here in Illinois, because, of course, uh, it's been crazy how many people have been buying it. Uh, we're selling out of it to a degree that's insane, and I guess it's more expensive here than anywhere else, and that doesn't seem to be stopping people. But I wonder, do we think that other industries will be hit by this? Do you think that drinking would, would slowly you know, become less popular because people aren't going to do both things? Is it neither or? kind of decision i don't even know if we can weigh in on that specifically but i imagine it probably is i don't know that you know everybody who does one does the other yeah i'd say it'd be an either or right so then so then do we do we think that maybe bars are going to start getting less crowded i mean right now the way it works is you you can't there's no cafe to go to and hang out at so if you're going to be social you're still going to do that at a bar um i guess as this develops as we we make this you know more and more of a thing I wonder if it would, if it would impact the way that people socialize, that they have the nightlife kind of stuff happen. Because uh, it'll be it definitely there's a, obviously an interest in in recreational pot in Illinois. That part has been proven hand over fist right now. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it's interesting to see though the effects of this over time. Canada studied quite a few different industries. There are some that went up. Do you want to guess what industries might have done better uh, mm-hmm. after legalization of marijuana? One was, of them I think is pretty obvious. I'm going to say you know. It's, either fast food or something or bakeries you know, ba- yeah baked goods mm-hmm. they started to do pretty well in the uh, in the world of so yeah some things will go up some things will go down uh, i will be interested to see what the effects are are so far have you noticed any difference has there been anything you go outside everything's the same yeah nothing okay. you know nothing yet it's only right. been about what i think today's the eighth day right technically. well and yeah. also there's not there's nothing here yet right. i think once we actually do open the one here and start selling it here maybe there'll be a, a change are do we know if there's still like ridiculously long lines all the places that are selling every single day I, you know i i think they're not as bad from what i've been reading okay. as the first you know couple days and that first weekend right um i think there are still some weights though here and there depending on where you go okay yeah because i wonder about that too like i remember when i turned 
18, I bought a pack of cigarettes because uh, I could, and I don't smoke. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I bought them. So I wonder if part of like the initial uh, surge is just people like the, the novelty of it. Like, look at this. I just bought it. You know, like I doubt as many people uh, are all like, you know, big time users um, that are going, but maybe, I don't know. We'll, that's, we'll find you know, out as we go. That makes sense because when I was driving in Champaign where there is one, you saw some people walk in with like the packaging because you knew it was, you know, that they had stopped at the dispensary and you're like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't think didn't think maybe that guy would be uh, stopping at the dispensary, but hey, you never he's know. He's not he's not wearing his Bob Marley shirt and everything <laughs> yeah, like that's not right. it's not all those guys. Okay, yeah, I, I mean even I think even you said it on the air, and I I would consider it too like the a first time purchase of something like that just because like there's something interesting about those kind of things, and I don't see myself going to dispensaries very often is what I would say. But if it if it opens here and I have to report on it for the news, if I'm the one JBC chooses to send. I'm willing to go. If I'm the one they choose to send, that's fine. I will maybe, you know, buy a gummy, uh, hopefully a worm. I would like a worm, not a bear. Or once, you know, one opens here, maybe we make a stop and we, is it, I don't know if that's, is that legal to, to try To broadcast the from there? Well, well I, I might, know. Uh, if you bring one of the, pro, you know, bring a gummy into the studio yeah. and do a little review. Well, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's legal or not, though, it's, it's, uh, through it, work policy, maybe. But. Yeah, we, we'd probably have to check with the corporate <laughs> yeah. overlords because that is, that is a good thing to ask first and not apologize later, just in case. On the off chance, but I don't think we'd try it the same way we try alcohol in studio. I think that's the kind of thing I'd be like, well, that's for you, expert, to do. Right. I don't think I'd feel, I'm not there yet, but uh, maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what industries it impacts, too. As, as I said, the, the story I found out of Canada, uh, drinking went down, which um, is, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, all right, another quick break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes. It's Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Hanging out with you for another half hour. I'm done at 6 o'clock. Um, a Canadian man is in trouble. He actually got fired from a company because he complained about the holiday gift. Um, when you get a holiday gift, like a corporate holiday gift, they're not always like the fanciest of things. And usually it's because like bigger corporations, they got to buy you know, stuff for a lot of people. Uh, every so often you see the viral video where like a company just makes everybody like a millionaire. That doesn't happen often, though. So I don't think you should have your expectations be that high. Uh, but 27-year-old Hussein uh, Medali, uh, he works in Toronto, Canada, got fired when he complained on social media about the $6 bottle of barbecue sauce. Uh, he complained on Twitter specifically that he and all the other coworkers were given uh, at the construction job that he had. Uh, this is at Fastenal, actually. Uh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I don't know why. Um, you know, it's it's a free gift. You shouldn't complain about free gifts, no matter what they are. But I don't know why you can, the guy. That's kind of a, a you know, in my opinion, a, a strong response to it. But he did. He was he was looking a gift horse in the mouth, you know, goes on the Twitter and says, come on, guys, do better than a six dollar bottle of BBQ. And then it kind of shows you got to you got to watch what you're putting on the social oh, media. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lesson there that we continue to not learn as a society. And it's just shocking. We don't learn it yet. But, yeah, your social media profile is probably seen by your your employers. They, they probably keep tabs every so often, especially when you're complaining directly to them about the uh, six six dollars, by the way. Like that sounds like a above average barbecue sauce. No, it doesn't sound too terrible. But right. I mean, I it's mean, not it's not twenty five dollar barbecue sauce. I don't even know what that looks like. No, I can't even envision one. No, I couldn't either. Right. But six dollars is not two. Like you can get you could go cheaper is what I'm saying. They could have. And how shocked do you think this guy is when they br- bring him in and say, oh, yeah, we're going to. We're going to let you go. We're going to let you go. I don't do you know. Do think he's like, for what? Or like, you know, what did I do? Do you think they reference? Like, uh, okay. we're just going a different direction? Or do you think they say, 
well, we saw you trashing your gift. Right. Uh, you know what? That's a great question. I wonder if you do something on the social media and you get canned for a job, like how you, the, the employee, react. Like, do you try to lie? Because, like, it's, it's all there, man. Do you try to, like, go with the, that was my, my friend who was posting on my Twitter. That's not me. You know? Like, do you think you, you would all avoid, or do you have to have the uncomfortable conversation then with the employer, like, well, I just didn't really like the barbecue sauce. I mean, that's probably the best way to handle it, but I feel like 50% of the time, if that's the case, Works somebody's saying, oh, yeah, that's not, no way that's my account. Right. And it's like, really? No, it's the same. We had the the PSA from earlier this week. I think it's from police officers in Michigan that put up the, uh, it's not my pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, you know, line doesn't usually work. And it was just a warning that if you're going to borrow someone else's pants, make sure there's no drugs in them. <laughs> I like that, that PSA to go out. And the same is true here. You cannot immediately... You know, claim that someone else broke into your your social media profile, but it would be a hilarious conversation to actually have that. You know, the, well, look, like a six dollar barbecue sauce. Come on, I wonder if he's still like holding it. Maybe he just carries it everywhere with him. Like he's just so mad about it, he just got to keep it on him at all times. Do you think he's since deleted the Twitter account? I don't know. That's a good question. He's in the news now, so like any any future employer that mm-hmm. looks up his name and like does a background check, they're going to find this article at a foxnews.com. So I don't know how that impacts his uh, his future prospects. I, you know, hopefully he didn't delete it because I feel like now just the only move is just to be very angry on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Don't bash the company, right. but just I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he takes his frustration to the Twitter sphere, but that could also lead to terrible things as well. I don't know what you're talking about, man. When you get angry <laughs> on social media, everybody agrees. There's no way it gets worse. Uh, by the way, he is quoted as saying, I don't know if this is additionally on his social media or if someone reached him for this article, but he said, I work really hard. We get pushed really hard each and every day to hit our sales goals. I felt I gave this company everything I had and more, and I just felt disrespected when all they gave me was barbecue sauce. Do you think he's more of like a honey mustard guy? Is that what it could be? <laughs> That's what I was also wondering. Maybe right. he just hates barbecue. Right. Like, really, everybody else was pretty stoked. He's the only guy who was like, come on now. I can't even use this at all. It does kind of seem rough, though. It's like, huh. Well, and I have told the story on the air about the day I got canned after Christmas at a sales job I was at, and they had given us the popcorn tin, mm-hmm. and I, I gave the popcorn tin back and made the employer quite mad. But it's it's the truth. I'm, I'm not a popcorn tin guy. I don't do the caramel and all. I like warm movie theater popcorn. And that's it. I don't do the other stuff. So part of the reason maybe I was ungrateful for my gift was that I was just canned. But it was also that, that you know, it's not, it's not my cup of tea. So maybe they should have done an exchange and he might have been much happier. Or you know? Yeah, maybe bring out some different types of sauces if that's <laughs> going to be your gift of choice. So, maybe, you know, some people write like, like a honey mustard or, oh, you know, maybe like a type of, you know, spicy mayo. I don't know. I mean, yeah. bring, bring different different options and then people can trade. Yeah. No, see, that's a, so challenging in 2020 uh, in this day and age to give a gift to employees because you got to be inclusive. You got to have all the sauces available just in case you have a, a rogue non-barbecue fan out there in the audience. Uh, that is great, man. I, I wonder, you know, truthfully, if maybe just in the future, just shy away from a gift altogether. Like the corporation doesn't have to give you anything. This is they're giving you a job. They're giving you all that other stuff. You don't need a Christmas gift from these people. Right. They're not people. It's a company. They want to make money. So I don't know. I, what what could you rationally expect a company that big to to give you? Like, what did he think would have been an appropriate gift? It's like a Christmas family vacation. Clark, you know, expecting his bonus. Maybe this guy. I don't know. Maybe this was like a downgrade for this right. company. Maybe they had given 
elaborate gifts before, and this year they came out with the barbecue sauce, and this guy just was not having it. You know, that's the other thing I always think. When these companies go viral for doing, like, the crazy gifts, like, we gave you all stock and you're all millionaires, I always picture the guy who gets hired in January of that next year, and he's so <laughs> excited up to December. He's like, I cannot wait for Christmas, and that's barbecue sauce year. That's like, well, last year we did a lot for you guys, so this year ah, we just have some sweet baby rays. That's all we can do. Yeah. So disappointing. That would be very disappointing. You can't set the, the stage that high, though. Like, they can't give those kind of gifts out forever. So, you know, it's only a matter of time. Uh, switching gears, I found this story. Uh, really, I, well, okay. First, I should say that I think The Notebook is a wonderful movie. I don't know how you feel about The Notebook. I think I've seen it once. Okay. The romantic movie. Uh, the end result, I, I think I can spoil it now. I don't know when it came out, but it was a while ago. Uh, the end result is that, you know, the two lead characters wind up uh, dying together, and it's the, the perfect love story. Like, they, they die in old age, they die in natural causes, and they die holding hands. Uh, the reason I say and focus on that part is because this just happened. Over the, the Christmas holiday, I guess on Christmas Eve, Bill and Nancy uh, Sharaf, I think they, they are. They're 88 and 85, respectively. Uh, they have been married for 64 years. They were living together in the Brookdale Senior Living Facility, um, and they kind of knew that both of their times were coming. And I guess Bill had gotten to the point health-wise where he couldn't get out of his, his, his bed, so he had to stay in it. So they rolled Nancy's bed next to his so that they could hold hands, which apparently they did constantly. Uh, they, they would not let go of each other's hands pretty much all day and all night. The sweetest love story ever. And then on December 24th, unfortunately at like 7 a.m., uh, Bill passes away, and then within a few hours, Nancy does too. So anytime that you see that movie now, it's a real-life story. This actually happens. I mean... Did they do a remake for the, for the actual, like, yeah. happens in real life and do it for the for this couple? Maybe you just go back to the movie now and do one of those edits like uh, like George Lucas is famous for and say based on a true story. Right. And that's the one thing you add to the to the notebook. It's, it's incredible, man. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't fathom. How, how, you know, much this... And have you ever heard of Broken Heart, by the way? Uh, I th yes, I think so. Okay, so uh, the, the lead actress, uh, Carrie Fisher, mm -hmm. um, who passed away shortly after her... Or I think it's the reverse. Carrie passed away first, and then her mother passed away a few days later. Um, you can, like, actually every so often just fall ill because of Broken Heart Syndrome. It, it's sort of a surreal thing, um, but it's a thing that exists out in the world, and I imagine it's part of what... What winds up having two people like this have been married 65 years, 64 years together, you know, holding hands day and night. Uh, the minute that, that Nancy actually knows, you know, Bill's, Bill's not there anymore, I imagine she, she's like, hey, um, give me a few hours and I'm, I'm coming upstairs. You know, it's, it's, it's a lovely story. I wanted to share it because of my fascination, I guess, with the movie. And I know it's a little dark. Two people are no longer with us. But I, I think they went out the way they wanted to. So, you know, uh, it's a lovely uh, story the holiday season, uh, in my opinion. Even though I know the holiday season isn't with us anymore, um, uh, you know it's uh, this happened on Christmas Eve. So I, I can't, I can't imagine how everybody in the family feels. They're probably pretty happy that that uh, their fa their, you know, Bill and Nancy were together uh, till the end. All right, quick break because that got sad. <laughs> I, I made that real sad, uh, but I'm going to take a break. It just it's fascinated me today. After my break, I'm going to talk about pizza ATMs to lift the spirits. Colin Show on AM 1230 WJVC, Florida University. Um, is doing so well, University of North Florida, excuse me, so this is in Jacksonville, is doing something that will probably attract quite a few students 
The Pizza ATM is being unveiled. It is a vending machine that makes pizza there for you anytime you want. Students can order a pizza with just the push of a button. The company behind the machine says that pizzas are pre-cooked and placed in a refrigerated compartment. Once someone orders a pizza, it is heated up and dispensed within mere minutes. Uh, would you hit the pizza ATM or would you be skeptical? Uh, maybe a little skeptical, but I okay. think it would need to be tried at some point. Well, I, look, they're putting it on a college campus. At some point, someone's going to try one. They might not be in the like you know clearest of minds when they do it, but there's a guy stumbling up to a pizza ATM at one o'clock in the in the morning. You know, that's very much happy that it's there. Uh, I think this is a pretty cool thing. I, ATMs are, it's not even an ATM, it's a vending machine, are getting pretty intense these days. Do you see the kind of things that we put in, AT, in uh, vending machines now? They, All kinds of food products. Oh, yeah. You know, anything you can, I saw a vending machine that had like jewelry in it. And like legit actual jewelry that you paid with a credit card. But how would you feel if you went home and like you gave someone a gift and you're like, well, I did get that out of the jewelry vending machine, even if it's fancy. Uh, you know, there's still yeah. I think there's still kind of that stigma right. of it's the vending machine. Right. Nothing wrong with the. I, I love a good vending machine, but you just wouldn't think you'd be getting jewelry out of it. See, I know honestly, it's it's our it's our vending machinisms that we have. We have a problem with it. We're, we're vending machinists in 2020, and we need to get over it because technology today, you can put pretty much anything you want in a vending machine. And man, oh man, are some great things coming out like like beer. There's beer vending machines in Japan. Can we just start putting some beers in our vending machine down here? <laughs> we've got one. We've got one in the radio, Bloomington. That would be awesome. Maybe. How would you feel if would you showed up at a workplace and like the soda machine had a bunch of options and the bottom one was just like vodka? You just like shoot out wow. like a be shot. Wild. Right. Yeah, I'd be like, man, I wonder what goes on in this place. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff, though. I, I'm going to Google crazy vending machines and figure out what else is out there in the world that you can get. Uh, via, uh, cupcake vending machines are a thing. They're in the United States, too. Yeah, I, I think I could pass on the cupcake. It shoots the cupcake out, and then it sprinkles it for you, and they're available 24-7. That's the, that's the value of the vending machine. And anyone who's worked like late-night radio jobs or anything else knows that it's the last option, usually. It's the, it's the thing you don't necessarily want to count on for food, but when you have no other choice, you're, you're thrilled it's there. And so I like the fact that they're, you know, they're making these more, more interesting for us. If we got a pizza vending machine here, people would use it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, use it often. I would. I would say on a daily basis. At least one person every day, and yes. we would we would look at that guy and judge him. The guy, he's pizza vending machine today. This guy didn't prepare. He what's didn't your, plan. What's your go-to uh, vending machine item? Do you have a specific thing like, you know, the okay. generic yeah. type of thing that you, you, any vending machine you go to that you kind of steer towards? Or? Sure. Um, Cheetos is always yeah. a really good call. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Cheetos is up there. Although you gotta prepare because like you're gonna your fingers are just like cheeses everywhere right. man that's disappointing i i kind of want like a, a potato chip glove would that be weird to have no okay <laughs> I, mean, I like just... how long it took you to process you're like hmm craig whips out a glove every time he eats potato chips no i can figure it out i mean the first first or second time it might be like huh what's what's, what's this guy going doing on? yeah uh, and then you say oh no it's i don't want to get my hands all greasy with the potato I'm, oh that makes right. that makes sense i think i should market it because like honestly i shy away from potato chips now and all those kinds of things way more than i used to because i'm not a finger licker are yeah, you a finger no, licker and unless i'm at home yeah well no just in general well, i think it's gross yeah if i'm at home and i'm having some cheetos yeah okay. I'll, you know get the little cheese there you go. stuff yeah there you go neil's opening up on the radio oh. being honest no i i don't know i don't know what about it like i feel like it's I, I can't do it, man. And I, I'm a I'm a pant like cleaner sometimes, mm -hmm. which I get in trouble with the the misses with when you have 
you know, some sort of like crumbs on your fingers and you go to the pant leg. But that to me is preferable to the face. Yeah. And my move now, too, is where like if I were to have Cheetos at work, my move is just open the bag and I just do kind of a shake <laughs> out of the bag into the mouth. I mean, you got to be yeah. kind of precise with it. Oh, yeah. You just want one, maybe two at a time. Right. But well, that's my move. If I don't want to get the hands dirty, we might have to shoot a video, put it up on the social media, because yeah. you should have seen Neil. He really put like you made like the whole yeah, funnel, I everything. Little, yeah. I know you've got some skills. Mm-hmm. I can't trust myself with that, man. Cheetos are going to be everywhere if I try that scenario. Well, you might lose one or two soldiers, but it's right. you know keeps your hands clean. <laughs> right. No, I don't know what it is too, because when you lick the fingers, if you're a finger licker, eight two nine two three four five, call me on the air. <laughs> uh, it makes it worse. Like you're compounding the problem because now you've created an atmosphere. Where more cheese is sticking. Yeah, and you can't. You got to finish the whole bag of Cheetos. You, and you can't. Right, you can't be doing uh, a finger lick in between right. because right, it's just compounding the mistake. So you got to finish the whole bag, and then if you're gonna, if you're gonna do the finger licking, it's got to oh. be at the end. See, that's the other thing. And maybe this is just maybe this is how I have like OCD or something. I can't. I can't handle just like the cheese dust on my fingers. For like multiple, yeah. Like it needs. Just gotta need, eat them quicker. Okay. <laughs> just gotta down the bag. Right. Like I gotta do a shot of it, like Neil seconds. does. Yeah. yeah. And Neil's shooting Cheetos <laughs> in the office. It's the most amazing thing you'll ever see. It'll be on our Twitter page soon. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, but okay, let's. Well, we can move on to something else. Did you know? Did you know you're not supposed to idle your car in the winter? Really? Have you heard this before? Mm, maybe once, but I don't know if I follow okay. the rule. Yeah. Most cars, these are cars that have, you know, uh, modern technology, which I guess is anything after like 1990-something. Um, idling your car actually does more damage than good. Um, and actually, the, the, the smoke that you're letting in the air, they're saying even that now is something that might be causing environmental problems. So, so anyone out there that warms up the vehicle before mm. you go out to it, uh, although if it's just to be warm, aren't we allowed the creature comforts? If we're doing it just to be selfish, if, if we... Stop pretending that there's a value to the vehicle, and we all just admit, I don't want to be cold outside. No, yeah, I just, I don't want to be cold. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Do you have a uh, um, a garage? I do not. Yeah, see, me neither. Mm-mm. I got no garage. I've never had a garage. I don't understand the garage life. I mean, I did as a child when we had houses, but living in Chicago, living in Peoria, in apartments and stuff, I the garage to me is like the epitome of success. Yeah, and it's always, it, isn't it the worst, like down here i'll be driving after it snows and my i've just got the windows wiped so i can see and get to work and i've got snow all in the hood and oh, then yeah. you see all these people with you know just a nice fresh car mm-hmm. with no snow on it. it's like yep they have a garage yeah and i think actually scott miller told me this when i moved here uh which i did recently he's like you got to look for garages if you can get them because he has one and he's a huge fan of it mm-hmm. and i get it every part of garage seems better than no garage but we can't all we can't all find that that beautiful situation no I might the day that I get to garage status, man. I that'll be that'll be Craig has made it. Craig finally feels like he's he's the upper echelon of humanity. Is the day that I don't have to clean off snow for my '96 Jeep, which I hopefully I still have at that point because I'm hanging on to that car forever, man. Until it falls apart. Well, we're we're looking to to get a car. Uh, Betty and I have been talking about this mm-hmm. recently, and she floated the idea of selling Grandpa. Oh. oh no 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 no! That car's taking me out. There's no way. Like we're going down together. I love the notebook thing. I'll go out with my car. <laughs> holding, holding hands with the steering wheel until the very last moment that car can make it. I will, I will Flintstone it to work if I have to. We are that close, me and Grandpa. It's never. Have you ever had that feeling about a car before? 
Ah, uh, not not as passionate. Okay. It seems like no. Okay, yeah, that's that's me, right? I don't think. I, what would we get for it? A '96 Jeep that has a death wobble? I don't think we're gonna get a lot of cash for that. I think you should just keep it. Right. Forever. Okay. All right. Good, because that's what I'm gonna do. I, I'm me and that car are going notebook together until the last day. 